0: Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM.
1: Can I just say, unfortunately, we don't have, we still don't have the traditional text uh, service. So if you are getting in touch with me again this morning, it's WhatsApp text, please. WhatsApp, that's important because we've got some good giveaways and competitions this morning for Valentine's Day. So if you're texting, text WhatsApp to 086 8104 uh, Um A story that I'll be returning to in a few minutes' time is this um, awful raid uh, on pensioners uh, in the city uh, early yesterday morning on Boyce Street just off Blarney Street all of the Red Tops have it the Echo, the Examiner all have it today OAP's knife raid, terror says the Mirror this morning brother and sister left badly shaken life-saving stolen in an early morning raid and it's the story of Jerry O'Halloran aged 79 and his 83-year-old sister Mary uh, who called to him yesterday morning round about half past seven and when she went in uh, to visit her brother of course she was confronted by the burglar a, ma- a man armed with a large blade in the hallway of her home knife thug took all we had is the headline from the Star today elderly siblings held up by a heartless burglar um, of course eventually when your man legged it then the paramedics were called and they were they were brought to hospital, ordeal after a masked man barged in the front door, half past seven in the morning. I think, I think Jerry was half expecting his sister, uh, but he got an awful shock when he opened the front door. So, so far, the GoFundMe that was set up by some paramedics, which I'll return to all of this in a moment, has just passed 10,000 now. It's called Life Savings Stolen at Knife Point. Uh, originally, they wanted to set a fee of, figure of about 2,000 on it, but again, as usual, Corkonians absolutely horrified by the attack and the burglary have given generously so the echo this morning says the guards are appealing for witnesses following the aggravated burglary yesterday morning and that's our front and inside pages with photographs of Uh, Cherry and his sister uh, in hospital and uh, being treated, of course, and well looked after. While we hear of that one, of course, let's not forget Tom Nyland, who continues to fight for his life. And literally, I really mean fighting for his life after he was brutally assaulted on January 13th. And the Star has that story again this morning because, of course, Tom Nyland's a bachelor and he suffered significant head injuries in the attack. He was beaten. He was kicked. He was stumped on when the gang forced their way into his house. And I, I'm just so, so conscious of even reading out stories like this or reporting on stories like this because I don't want to be putting fear in or Or worry into anybody's head Um, but it just needs to be reported on so that you're looking in on people and that security precautions are taken in homes of people who might be alone or might be feeling a little bit vulnerable. I know Tony Highland at Highland Securities does the best he can week in, week out, month in, month out. Um, You know... He won't even want me talking about it. He's that kind of guy. But that's the kind of company they are installing alarm systems and burglar alarm systems into the homes of elderly. So I will come back to that in a few minutes' time. Um, but there are other stories making the papers today. And the Echo's lead, actually, is a spiking of uh, UCC and probably MTU students as well, um, students um, who've had their drinks spiked. Uh, and I know that there are issues with regards to trying to tabulate, you know, w- w- you know, the actual actual figures for spiking when it comes to what the Gardaí are saying and what they're saying in hospitals but uh, more and more concerns because the latest now is five students who believe recently that their drinks were spiked and the five incidents were spread over the last week apparently they're all women uh, but um, UCC are saying that men also presented in the past with having their their drinks spiked. So that's an ongoing worry, of course, as people get out and about and socialise more. Papers also talked today of something that we dealt with in quite some detail. I I think I may have mentioned, uh, following the the stats that were given out on Primetime Investigates, that one in five women aged 18 to 25 suffers abuse in a relationship now you're probably asking well why aren't you giving out the stat for men who suffer abuse in a relationship well the only reason for that is because uh, women's aid are behind the figures and the stats and it's it's 18 to 25 year old women that's honing into and and that's a topic i will be returning to again this week but you know i was mentioning students and and ucc and uh, other colleges like that it does look as if um, college fees or at least the student Suppose well, to be fair, it's the students' parents most of the time. You know, the three thousand a year that students have to contribute looks like that could well be axed. Um, they're shaping up to do something like that uh, to get rid of the three thousand a year student contribution, and that would be what they call the cornerstone of the government's plan to reduce impre- uh, you know pressure uh, on middle-income families. That there would be no college contribution at all from the family. Um, but does that mean that the government then, instead of paying the other three thousand, because it's six? Thousand a year that they will pay the six grand instead, but meanwhile, of course, health is still front and centre. Certainly, as we come out of COVID, and there are many, many counties in Ireland now, and apparently parishes and villages and towns around Ireland that just don't have any GPs left in the sense that there's no places for patients. Certainly no place, places for medical card holders, and that's the story in the Irish Times today. Uh, and the traveller group, um, Irish Traveller Movement, have come out in the mail this morning saying that they've just had enough now of hotels cancelling functions for members of the travelling community. And what's the, what's the most used excuse... Um, that hotels give and maybe restaurants for that matter oh terribly sorry it was it was double booked um, the problem with that of course is that I'd never ever come across a story where somebody from the settled communities we used to say ever were told that Um, When they had a wedding cancelled or a function cancelled, sorry, we were double booked. It always seems to be traveller families. So that's the main excuse. And that's the kind of excuse that doesn't apply to non-traveller events, apparently. We all know of the cat kicker, um, uh, Kurt Zuma. He's back in the front page of the papers this morning. But added to that now is an Olympian called Sir Mark Todd. um, Because video has now been released in the UK um, of him whipping, repeatedly whipping a horse to force it to go into a water obstacle. And he's an Olympian and the video's been been leaked and uh, it's just not on, sure it's not. I mean, like, firstly, you got a question as to, like, you know if a horse doesn't want to do something the horse must do something I mean it's like any it's like any animal like that but in the name of sport I mean that's a different level entirely and um, then of course much to do with valentines in the papers today like the star says married couples are being urged to switch off their mobiles this valentine's day and make it the most romantic day of the year device free switch it off Or at least when you're not working, switch it off. When you should be at home socialising and chatting or having a family meal or something. But in spite of all of that, there are more people out there who prefer their pet to their partner. Apparently four in ten pet owners love their cat or their dog more than their other half. Was it always that way? How did it get that way? Where did it all go wrong? Where four out of ten people would prefer to go to w- go for a walk with their dog or a run, a cuddle with their dog or their cat on the sofa, a take a nap with their dog and their cat or their cat, maybe both, take them to work. Don't even start me on that one. Um, go to the beach, give them a massage, have a photo shoot. <laughs> even, even. <laughs> prefer to go on holidays with their dog or their cat rather than their partner. Now, i got to drill into this story because I don't know whether this is men or women or both, but we'll come back to that. And then some of the more cheesy quotes, of course. I don't know how many people will actually watch a romantic movie today or tonight or a film. You might watch Notting Hill with that cheese on toast quote, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Good God, give me strength. Um, You had me on hello. One of the more abused terms over the years uh, since uh, Jerry Maguire. Um, you, You often hear people saying, you had me at Big Mac. You had me at pizza. There's loads of them making the papers today. You're the first boy I ever kissed, Jake. And I want you to be the last. I haven't a clue what film that's from but Reece Witherspoon's Witherspoon responsible for it apparently and then the papers say that um, in the commercial world that we live in things have gone absolutely baluba with regards to the amount of money that people spend on Valentine's, so spending ahead of Valentine's, today that is um, has gone up 450% since the last period since this time last year and apparently the most romantic counties are Leithram, Tipperary and Offaly <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why they're all in the Midlands I suppose <laughs> stuck in the Midlands with no coastline they turn to love more but you hear of people then buying each other gifts for Valentine's you know presents and jewellery and weekends away like Valentine's is only supposed to be about a card and a bouquet of flowers and add a push maybe a box of chocolates when did it start to go so crazy with gifts Gifts. That's for Christmas and birthdays. And flowers. And of course the florists are making the echo today saying that this is going to be a really busy day and if you haven't got a booked by now, good luck to you. We have flowers to give away a little later on this morning. Bouquets of flowers from Shandon Flowers. But be very careful because as you're looking for love, it also raises the issues regarding romance fraud. And the examiner this morning say that romance fraud is being run like a business. And 86% of those that are caught in romance fraud where money's been taken out from them by someone that they thought they were in love with. 86% of people never even reported but if you're playing a few love songs today you might think of maybe James Blunt or Barry Manilow or something like that because their music makes the star this morning you know the protest down in uh, New Zealand where police were trying to uh, break up um, you know the drive-by protests outside the country's parliament the police down in New Zealand decided to play Barry Manilow music on a loop to try and see if they could get the protesters to disperse it didn't work Maybe they're just Barry Manilow fans down in New Zealand. So James Blunt has jumped in now and he says, Why don't you play the My Music? That's surely destined to work. Don't know whether they're going to take him up on the offer, but one person who says that she's singing no more is Sinead O'Connor. She says, I will never sing again. There had been some talk around that she was going to do some live gigs and release a a date for touring. She says, There is nothing to sing about anymore.
0: The Neil Prenderville Show. Call the Neil Prendeville Show now on the new number 0818 106.
1: All right, let me go back to the story we topped the program with this morning, and that is Jerry O'Halloran and his sister Mary, deeply traumatized following their ordeal in Cork City at half past seven yesterday morning, as usual, with his finger on the pulse of everything on the Lee Side. Paul Byrne from Virgin Media News. Paul, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for taking the time. Half seven yesterday morning, on a Sunday morning, uh, nobody expects their front door to knock or anybody to be coming to visit. But he was expecting his sister. What happened?
2: Um, basically, when his sister arrived to the house yesterday morning, she tried to get into the house and it couldn't. And then she shouted, "Jerry, are you there?" And he said he shouted back, "Come in and call the guards." But by the time. Um, his sister was able to do anything she was inside the house and this guy the culprit had pulled her in and put a knife to her throat um, the poor woman you can imagine 83 years of age she was absolutely petrified um, this guy had caught the telephone lines uh, so that they couldn't raise the alarm Um, he kept shouting and roaring at them Mary tells me that she at one stage roared back at him that she hadn't got any money Uh, he kept demanding money money give me the money I know you have money give me the keys Um, I I understand that this man could have been in the house for up to an hour And you can just imagine that how Jerry was feeling, how Mary was feeling. Jerry had suffered a stroke a number of years ago, and uh, this guy ran from the house eventually, and he had actually taken all the light bulbs out of the light fittings. So that they couldn't turn on the lights, you know, even though when she arrived there was a light on in the porch, which she found very strange because that wouldn't normally be on. But he had taken out the light bulbs out of the fittings inside the house. He ransacked the place, she said. He absolutely destroyed the place. Um, He then ran out the door, turned right, up. Um the road, and I think, as far as i 'm aware, he bumped into uh, the jerry 's home help, who happened to be calling to the house at the time, and uh, he turned back, ran the other way, and then, by the time the home help got into the house, she found that these two lovely People, the brother and sister, had been extremely shaken, traumatized, and she raised the alarm.
1: Yeah, I think, I think. Um, I mean, you mentioned a, a large knife. I think poor Mary <laughs> might have been injured by that knife. I believe
2: she had cut to her finger, and um, the jury had some minor injuries as well. What oh, did he? Um, they were taken to the Mercy Hospital. Mary was later discharged. The jury remains in hospital. He's he's now in a ward, I understand. Uh, He could be there for a number of days. Because of the fact that he had a stroke a number of years ago, this must have been extremely, probably more terrifying and have had a a greater effect on him. Um, Mary's a sprightly little woman for her age. Um, You know, a a lovely lady. Um, But imagine just having this pug drag you into i just beyond angry about threatened. this I, I don't
1: know about you I'm just you know Neil
2: I tell you people are like if you pardon me but they're like antichrists today, yeah. honest to God the yeah. level of anger and uh, people are
3: disgusted have you been up around um, the area Paul
2: yeah I, ha- I have been and I mean Boyce Street is it's up off Uh, Blarney Street. Um, It's a very, very quiet area. A lot of elderly people living up around the area. There's a lot of work going on now as well, building new affordable homes up around the area. It's a a lot of activity up there in the area this morning with builders carrying on their work. But uh, Paddy O'Brien, who who campaigns for the elderly, visited the Mary as well earlier this morning and was chatting to her, I understand. Um, You know, I I spoke to Paddy as well. this, um, this, this, This
1: individual... Got away with money, didn't he? I think Mary's money was it.
2: Eighteen hundred euro. Oh, for God's sake!
1: Oh my God! And that's why course, the GoFundMe was set up. That um, yeah, yeah you it's, know, not, it's not passing there, thirteen thousand. Incidentally,
2: it's phenomenal, and I guarantee you, if I was a betting man, that'll double. Um, that's and that's because the,
1: uh, the, the the ambulance service clearly were called to the home to to. And, they
2: were to help to help them, and there was two paramedics, Keith Harrington and Sean Healy and this is something that really touched them you know, they see incidents day after day, but they were these four lads were just shell-shocked with what they encountered yesterday and they went away and set up this GoFundMe campaign and with ours, you know, had reached uh, 1,000, thousand, we're up to 13,000 euro at the moment, Um, there's a GoFundMe campaign, you have the link there, Neil, I presume you're throwing up the link, and again, again, because look we all have parents or you know mothers and fathers or aunts and uncles grandfathers grandmothers it could be anybody's loved one and here you have two very frail precious vulnerable people and that's what they are I mean if you saw Mary she she She's she's such a lady, and yeah. you know she's so tiny and fragile. Yet, uh, you know we we managed to get a smile or two out of her this morning.
1: Yeah, I know. You know she, I know. I hear Jerry so doesn't nice. want to go back to this home. I'm sure, he doesn't. Did I hear you that? No, sound?
2: he doesn't. I mean, I think he's been looking to get out of the area for some time, and uh, I I believe he's petrified at the thought of going back there this morning. Um, you know, it's 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 it, it, back to the scene of the crime, as they say. Like it's just something that he doesn't um, relish in any shape or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You 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 mentioned guards, there, the guards, home. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, no guards. Again, are you know conducting inquiries this morning. The home help obviously will be of great assistance. you get a, Did she get a um, look at him I wonder. Or you don't know. I I don't know. I okay. mean, obviously the the statements were given to the guards by Mary, jury and the home help, and they'll be looking at CCTV footage from the area. Um, you know. I'll knows that this guy was masked and uh, carrying this knife a, a large blade is what always been described you know
1: cut the phone so wires again, took people, the light bulbs
2: the, the detectives mm. detectives are appealing to anyone again who was in the area travelling up and down Blarney Street up and down Shandon Street like say between 7 and 9 o'clock yesterday morning taxi drivers did you pick up a fare in the area around that time let them know Rule this person out, rule that person out, or check your dash cam because again, the smallest little nugget of information can help to nab this bugger. I
1: wondered, did Mary or Jerry say that whether this guy was masked or not? Do you know?
2: Yeah, I understand that he had a black cap and a, and um, a mask. He was masked, a black mask.
1: It's absolutely awful. Are they still, so? So Mary's out of the mercy, but Jerry's still there. Is that the case at the moment?
2: That's right, Jerry's there. He, 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 you know, they've moved him up to a ward. I understand, and that he could be up there for a number of days again, he suffered a stroke a number of years ago and, you know, it's really taken its toll. Unbelievable. Um,
1: Unbelievable. Okay. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. I'll let you get on. Thanks Paul, as always. We'll have, um, we,
2: we'll, we'll have a, an update on that on the news at half twelve and half five today, Neil. As I,
1: okay. as I would expect you to have. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank Paul you. Byrne Cheers. with uh, Virgin Media News. So, as Paul says, the Guardian are appealing for witnesses following uh, that burglary. It was a lot more than a burglary, of course. It was an invasion of privacy. It was an assault. It was a burglary. It was injury. And, of course, you have two OAPs now um, who who really, should never ever have to put up with anything like this in their life, putting it up, putting up with it at a time in their life when they should feel safe and secure going about their business, or in the case of Jerry, inside in his own little home. So, the guards want to catch this guy. We all want to catch this guy, really. We just don't want these people out, we want them caught. Uh, and the full rig- rigors of the law uh, to take its course. So you left the scene with, uh, Paul says, €1,800 Euro worth of cash. So if you can help in any way, shape or form, anyone with any information, you never know, somebody out there might know who this person is, then you can contact Gronebrough or Garda Station uh, on four nine four six two double o four nine four six two double o or the Garda Confidential line. It's a 1-800 number, one 800 treble or indeed any Garda Station. But can I just mention as well with regards to GoFundMe and we referenced there the two super paramedics who came to the aid of Jerry and Mary. They are Keith Harrington and his partner Sean Healy and they took the elderly pair very badly shaken and injured to the Mercy Hospital in Cork. Now they're not in a position to talk to me this morning because of, um, you know, patient confidentiality. And I appreciate that. But they have set up a GoFundMe page initially to raise a couple of thousand euro. But of course, that's the reason why they put it at 2,000 euro because 1,800 euro was stolen. So that has now passed 13,565 euro in just over uh, 24 hours, probably less since they got around to setting up the GoFundMe. So if you want to contribute um, and a lot of people have, no matter how much or how how little, then go to GoFundMe.com and you're searching for Life Savings Stolen at Knife Point. GoFundMe.com, Life Savings Stolen at Knife Point. It's horrific. I'll be returning to this story a little later on this morning, but I'll leave it at that for now. Back after the break, if you're texting me, WhatsApp only this morning 86
0: Text the Neil Prenderville Show now 86 106 Red
1: FM. And just staying with this awful story, of course, Paul Byrne from Virgin Media News referenced uh, Patty O'Brien who's friends of the elderly and worked for decades and decades with the elderly and I believe he had an opportunity at some stage yesterday to, um, to chat and to check in with Mary, uh, Jerry's uh, sister. He joins me by phone. Paddy, good morning.
4: Good morning, Nate. We know Jerry's uh,
1: still no, in the mercy and Mary's been yeah, discharged. How is right. she? Well, yeah.
4: actually, it was this morning. I was there at nine I'm sorry,
1: Paddy. This morning, okay.
4: okay. Yeah, yeah, I was there this morning at nine and you know something? The whole scene was pathetic. Mary, who's um, 83 years of age, she's in an awful state, but what hit me forcibly, it was frightening to see the handpiece of the phone up on top of the table, loose, where they had, where they had cut the phone. Oh, that so you were, were in Jerry oh, Halloran's
1: house on Boyser Street, okay.
4: Yeah. yeah, I was in the house this morning. Yeah. I was probably past nine this morning. Yeah. I'd love to, to see Mary and Jerry, but Jerry's in hospital, but Mary is um, there and telling about the money involved. I know this is not the time to advise the people not to keep money on themselves, but, and that's, that's for another day. It is. But um, it was a desperate... Experience for them. (laughs) Now, the situation is this: that it's a lot. Boyce Street is a lovely area. There's a a very um, lots of elderly people there. The Blomby Street Community Association are very active in the community. It's an area specifically
1: for elderly, and isn't it?
4: Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Just uh, a landmark. There would be the um, the Lone Ryan. And yeah. it's a c- across the road from that. And it's a very old, very old uh, part of uh, Blar- Blarney Street. Yeah. And people have lighted up there. I mean, many people, many northside people, especially in that area, would go to the Hall if they're trying to get a house yeah. and ask what their first preference would be, would be voices made. But yeah. to get back now to the tragedy, it's an <laughs> awful experience. And I know that I'm not looking to have a guard, on every street, and every park. But I think we have to see the presence of more guardian. Um, there's no greater deterrent against crime than the presence of, of guardian. I spoke to a lady this morning. She said, we never see a guard up there, never see a guard. No, not complaining or anything, but I just, this is, this is my observation, the whole situation. I think the elderly people then would be more relaxed, it would be as nervous if they saw a squad car just even passing. I'm not calling for the girls. I know. To the Listen, now. I, you I know?
1: know what you're saying, and it hits me hard because I was on a couple of walks over the weekend. On two different occasions, I passed the Taoiseach's house, and there's a squad car parked up there just sitting there uh, all weekend, every day, every night. But I'm wondering, would that make any difference, really, because burglars are people who attack Um, They do it on the spur of the moment. You can't have a guard every single... It's a societal thing, really, isn't it? And it's an issue for
4: longer jail terms. That's that's so definite. And again, I I would want to be misinterpreted by the public. I'm not looking for a guard outside every house or in the area. I'm saying, frequently, drive through the area, pull up outside, so that the people, the person, mother, who committed this offence yesterday morning, if he was an uncle, he would know, Oh yeah, the guards operate around here. I, I won't do it. I think because I read years and years yeah. ago by an incoming new superintendent and he said there's no greater term against crime than the presence of Johnny. and he meant that that time kind was of just walking along. It's very sad that poor ladies is in an awful way poor Mary uh, 80, 20. For that to happen to anyone is just It's a awful. hard one to
1: recover it, from, isn't it? And I hear Jerry doesn't want to go back to his home, I'm hearing. That's a consequence of fear, of course. Well,
4: I, I can imagine it. I can imagine it quite on, quite easily. The thing is this that well, they put a knife to, or he put put a knife to his throat and threatened them. And a quite a quiet man. I spoke to him on the neighbour. said He was a lovely gentleman, quite quiet, nice man. I would I would I would have known him to say. But the th- thing is this is that um it's got very, very hard now to come back. But I I personally would say to the jury. Come back to your home, that's you will be done in the house, make it more secure. Every person, every elderly person listen to nine friends for them this morning. while I'm saying to you, inquire about an alarm. It's very. I'm not talking about an uh, alarm outside your house. I'm speaking about keep it on a personal alarm that you can wear the pendant on your wrist or around your neck. Where do you get those and
1: pendants? though so you can just push. Well, you
4: can. They, uh, I, I have, I have a con, I have a contact, that I, I'll send out later on, and you might be able to give the number over the You I know, will, I will. Um, I have it, I And do people have actually, to pay for those? They do. Well, I'll explain to you now. It's very, very, very reasonable. But I tell you something, that service has provided, has, has saved more lives. If a person gets a phone, they can't get off the ground, they just turn to their wrist, press a button, they the answer back to headquarters and what you want with your doctor or guards, or contact the family okay. number. Yeah. Every person should know about this. Now, now, in relation to charges, if you have a mobile phone, you get the first year free. The first year free. If you have just uh, have and sorry, my apologies. If you have a, a landline, it's free for the first twelve months, and then if you, you have a mobile, it's sixty-five. But it's sixty-five well spent. It's going to give you more, more security. Really? And knock at the door or anything. Or if you're nervous or anything, no matter what, just press the button and you can speak to somebody. If you're not feeling well, if you get a phone something happens to you and you explain to the person and that decide what the disciples the they want to an out okay. and what have
1: you okay okay. well give me those details and um, maybe at some stage the government might decide that they will provide that for all people who live alone or isolated or elderly like, I, like because of this story of course I, and I don't want to um, put the fear of God into the elderly because of stories like this because you know they must be fearful um, those that live alone but yet it has to be spoken about at the same time
4: you're right. And of late, I mean, these cases are not isolated. Tom Hy-
1: Nyland up the country is another one,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah, out to, to, whole, to whole, the whole country you now. And what I would say to people, do not open the door. We've come to a stage, and it's regrettable, and it's sad. And i say to people, don't open the door. Speak a possible to the box, or you don't know who's at the door. If it's your son or daughter, it's okay, they'll be you, you know their voice. It's absolutely frightening, frightening now. And people don't know. No, you just. In bra- I know a
1: lot of elderly people look out the window before they answer the door. That's it's right, an awful right, world that we 30. live in, you know.
4: I mean, yes, yes, at seven thirty, if you're inside your house at seven thirty a.m. on a Sunday morning, you'd think you think you're safe, but
1: you're not. I know. I know. So I know. Do they need? So do they need anything? I mean, you've seen the home. Does it? Does it? Was it badly?
4: Was it badly trashed? No, well, no, no, not not really. No, just to go to the ball with them and the ceiling. And um, I'm going up now again tomorrow I told Mary. I could go up again. See tomorrow. And uh, this morning I didn't want to talk, but I, I just was chatting. So, so glad you're okay, and you'll be grand, and Charlie will be grand. Just to give a bit of a bit of hope, but. Um, I suppose a few things could be done, all right. And I can t- contact you tomorrow. After Do the day after, find please. out, okay.
1: yeah, yeah. Before you before you go anywhere, I just want to bring in Dana, who works with Gibbons Electrical and Alarms. Dana, good morning.
5: Hi, Neil. Good morning. Uh, How are obviously,
1: you? you're very moved enough to call me and want to install a CCTV system for Jerry. Is that the case?
5: Well, you know what it is. I just rang my dad this morning, and I was like did you hear about the older brother and sister up the north side and it that happened? He said, look, I just kind of picked up on a bit and this morning, he said, but I knew he said I'd have to do something or throw a bit of money into the GoFundMe or whatever. And I said, no, would you just not give them an alarm system and cameras or, you know, those panic buttons or whatever? And he's like, oh, yeah, I will, I will. That's what I'll do. I will, of course, whatever. So, yeah, okay, happy okay. to do so, absolutely. what's okay. your dad's name? Uh, Jim.
1: Ah! Uh- <laughs> my old buddy Jim well my dad yeah. and you, my, your dad and myself jocked together many many years ago I Yeah, really he's flying is he he's going from strength yeah, to strength fair play the yeah. one and only Jim yeah. Gibbons yeah. okay well can I liaise maybe later with you guys to see what needs to be done in the home and absolutely kind of
5: and I think really anything that makes them feel comfortable whatever they need you know in that kind of way
1: Dana, that's Absolutely. so kind of you. Really, and truly, All right. so kind. Nobody, so, Paddy, maybe I might, I, might, I might liaise with you, Paddy, with regards to Gibbons Electrical and Alarms. What do you think? Of course, of course, yeah, of course. Fabulous. That's fantastic. Okay. That's really, really, really All fantastic. right. Well, listen, Dana. Thank you so much, and thanks to your dad All as well. Right. Well
6: yeah, done, Jim.
4: Okay, thank you so much, Paddy. Listen, no we'll mother. talk again perhaps tomorrow, Paddy. Stay in touch. Bye. Yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll give, give you up to date. To house, house Poor Mary is to date. We've been hostile for a while. Absolutely. Man, yeah. Okay,
1: and also come back to me with uh, any contact number for those uh, panic buttons, will you? That's important.
4: Yeah, I will I'll do it tomorrow. Fair yes. play,
1: Paddy, as well. always. Cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you to Dana. Thank you to Paddy O'Brien. Let me just stay with this for a little while longer, if you don't mind. Sandy Murphy joins me, line four. Sandy, good morning.
7: Hi, Neil. Now I uh, I, the
1: lads are telling me that you know Jerry and Mary. Are you a neighbour? I
7: know, I'm, and there's another sister as well. Actually, they live in Kilrindoney Avenue and Ballyferahan. The sister, <laughs> they moved to the Northside when you got a stroke. But what I want to tell you, there, you, you, you just couldn't meet people like them I know. in a million years if you tried. My brother, I'm sure you'd know. know Say that again, Sandy. Your brother, what? was Con O'Connell. Oh, the counselor. Con, yeah, Con, I Con, Con 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 well. Connell I knew Connell. Yeah, well every, when he got the stroke, right? Every single Tuesday for five months when he was in this open infirmary, the sisters would come up to him with about the of and a pack of the biscuits without fade, Because he had Jerry wanted a, a place after he got the stroke, Jerry needed a place to see this Steps in the Kilring Downy. I know. Where Jerry wants to come back home, that would be bad if hand to him. That's where he was born and reared as well. And they, for five months, had missed one day in going to see Con. And when he came home from hospital every week until the time Con passed, they came to visit him and they'd have a pack of biscuits and about the the Luca said, I'm coming here this morning now.
1: For this to happen oh, yeah. to such kind and generous and thoughtful you, and loving you,
7: you people. You would need, you'd have to know them to know what kind of people they really are like. They're the sort of are art. I mean, their house was broken into but they had a couple of years ago as well, the sisters. And that's <sighs> our second time. That's awful. You know, and she, the only place they go now is they get a taxi up to Supervalue in Tokyo, which is less than five minutes from their home. They do their shopping, they get a taxi home because they often stood outside and offered them a lift home. Mm. But they'd have their taxi. They were very, very independent, you know, but lovely, lovely people. And uh, Supervalue would deliver their shopping to them. I mean, there's people brokenhearted this morning. I mean, something has to be done about knife crime. It, it's hard to take me over the whole city
1: well i I could not agree with you, you more i I could not agree with you more regarding knife crime. I no, think the sentence for anybody started, before the course in possession a knife of a
7: it's a gun it's a gun, a gun. they're going to kill someone. if you go out with a knife, you go out it could cause damage and nothing else well it's You're hard to, it's hard for somebody
1: to recover from the trauma of this the no, worry the upset the I
7: lived in man for twenty one years um, and I was broken into a man and I caught that's the burglar coming down the stairs and I made a stupid mistake I tried to keep him in the house when my husband came got, got out of bed and I got punched and he ran and he got 18 months and he was out after 8 months and I had to move out of my home a man after 21 years a house that I loved oh, I that I read four funny. beautiful children in four fantastic children in, which I read of someone and mothers and fathers themselves and I came to live in Belfihan
1: and did you move, move out because of fear is it you just I couldn't I moved
7: out of fear because he was sitting on my wall he was terrorizing me and I, I walked in the question he'd be laughing at me walking past the question <coughs> I moved was this after he got, got out of Han. jail is it <laughs> because he was waiting to go in and after he got out but it's it's not me it's not about me this no, is it's uh, about uh, the two know, of them I but yeah. I know I was frightened that time and I was 48 years old so can you imagine what an 83 year old and Jerry poor Jerry Jerry is you couldn't meet you just, you just couldn't meet the legs of them anywhere
1: I get that feeling I, looking at his photograph yeah that he's a kind and gentle yeah, fellow
7: and sister they're, they're there's beautiful. a little cane over his knee imagine they didn't miss one Tuesday in five months going up to see Connell well
1: that was the mark of Connell O'Connell he was a gentleman
7: well he was a gentleman and they're they're the same people they're the salt of the earth what Paddy O'Brien was talking about there was I'm actually um, have one of those in arms that you put on your wrist do you have and one of those it pendants? was yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the community centre I'd see. CDP if you set me up at one.
1: and what are we going to do um, to try and stop this um, particularly, and I don't mean to frighten anybody now, but certainly if it's targeted if, it, if it's targeted at attacks
7: people are being targeted, I won't open my door and like I, I'm, I'm, I'm disabled, I won't open my door, I won't open my front door to anyone, I just won't my daughter put cameras on my house and I still want to open the door no, I'm not able to walk up there this morning because I'm not so good at walking at the moment. But my daughter's gone up to see if there's anything in Killian Down. is there anything the sisters would need? Yeah. Because yeah. They, uh, they were so. You you, you, can, you you wouldn't meet the likes of them anywhere.
1: That's right. And, and you know.
7: Two, and I just did two paramedics that set up that one for them. You know, yeah, that's Sean Healy it, it,
1: and Keith Harrington. Um, and yeah, you have to, you
7: have to, you, you know, the Madoff, oh, unbelievable. Here's what, here's what they know.
1: said actually on the on the GoFundMe. We are paramedics yeah. who are running this GoFundMe in an yeah. attempt to return some of Jerry and Mary's life savings, which was stolen from yeah. them during a burglar in their home in Cork. They're an elderly yeah. brother and sister. And have been deeply traumatized by their experience. Yeah. We were they were held at knife point in their home yeah. for over an hour. Right. They're now being treated in the mercy. It would be great if we could alleviate their financial worries. Well that has yeah. been done um, and continues uh, to no, increase. That, um, but the other worries in their lives and the other um you but know the
7: other worry is Mary was going up to visit Jerry and it say it's what it was by taxi. And uh, she, she minds her sister at home as well. Her old, it, it, there's another sister at home as well in Gilring Downing. But what's going like, to make it better? What's like, going we... to what happen to them? Oh, who's going to protect them? I mean, they must be terrified. I'm terrified of knife crime. Everywhere you look, people are pulling knives on people. people they, they, I mean, something that has to be done about it. A knife it, it, it is worse than a gun. You know, it's the same thing. as has gone, and people are walking out of the courts after uh, the, uh, robbing people with knives, breaking into their houses, terrorizing them, and then poor people this morning. I, I I don't know what I could do for them. I don't have much, but I I, I definitely put money in. Them. I'm not I so sure it's about money. I think it's a, I think page. it's
1: about just being there for them now. You know,
7: for that, of course, where everyone. Everyone in Ballyfeyham this morning is shocked, and everyone in Bellafee Ham and we heard it. Yes, there was. I know. I know. I know. We're shocked. Anna, for where Jerry lived as well, and at the time, like he couldn't, they they, they lived in a, they live in a flat. He couldn't climb the stairs after the stroke, so that's why he went up there to sheltered to accommodation, so he could have. He could go or get around. T- he took everything. But he won't, won't ever ch- go back to that day. He's saying he, that he won't yeah. ever go back. He won't ever go. And but listen, if he, he does, if he doesn't listen, want her, he needs he to be. He, the city council should step forward. There's a lovely little bundle there, uh, just around the corner from his sister's. They could give him that a one bedroom bundle If it they makes the him, if it uh, makes uh, the
1: man feel better, then absolutely. And
7: it, makes it uh, then absolutely, and there's yeah. several little, uh, little um, one bedroom flats here. Yeah, and he they're they're so well known, and like. Loved no matter where they are. Okay. And okay. People look out for them and people look been in colouring down the avenue. I've been, been looking out for them. Sandy, you
1: are, t- you are too, and well done to you. Well done. And yeah,
7: you... you know, I just want to say my heart is broken. There's tears in my eyes you now uh-huh. and, and you know, this morning over the thoughts of it. The, right. They're such beautiful people. Uh, I know, I
8: know, I know. You and know, you're speaking Khan from love
7: the them, heart. And, they love and, and, and speaking from the heart, and speaking from what I saw myself, well, the date of kindness is empty, but they come to my brother for five months to the infirmary when he was in there for the five months. and not miss one week. I know, I know.
1: Look after yourself, to Sandy. The host
7: afterwards. I wouldn't God bless you and thanks for today. taking the call. But, okay. Cheers. I know it's thank
1: upsetting you. and I'm very obliged to you for coming on air. Um, so what are we going to do to make things better or to make life safer for everybody but in particular for the vulnerable and I don't mean to be putting the fear of God into people and talking about targeted attacks and the elderly in fear of uh, living on their own. I can say this now, but I imagine the Garda economy must be absolutely livid. I mean, I I would think now down at the Bridewell or Georgefield Garda Station or indeed inside Anglesey Street that they really are stepping up to catch this individual um, and can I just say ahead of that because before somebody is caught or, or charged or is before the courts everything changes at that stage but God knows that over the years here's what we see a lot of the time you might get an early plea and that mitigates you might get the backstory of a very bad childhood and I'm not taking from those who've had bad childhoods but you know not everybody with a bad childhood breaks in and a pensioner with a knife and robs their life savings so you'll get that you might also get drug addictions or issues like that or substance abuse and things and to a large extent that helps then in sentencing on top of the sentence then for whatever that seems to be these days it gets cut way back Um, so two, two years could mean a year 14 months a year could mean eight months or or six months. But I I believe that anything to do with a knife, anything to do with a weapon, um, certainly we know of guns and guns are taken very seriously. But there should be no excuse for anybody in a public place, anyone to have a knife. Absolutely. And I think that anybody caught in possession of a knife for a knife crime... I I think it should be 10 years and I certainly, really and truly, certainly believe it when it comes to the elderly or the alone or the vulnerable. Back after the break, you can WhatsApp text 0868-104-106.
0: This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104
1: to 106 Red FM. And at a time when we should be starting radio programs like this, talking about love, of course, we're not. If you came late to the program this morning, uh, it is the story of Jerry O'Halloran, a 79-year-old, and his 83-year-old sister, Mary, deeply traumatized, clearly, after their ordeal. I call this character an evil person, an evil person. Um, and say no more about him than that except that he was wearing apparently a black cap and a black mask and the Gardaí are anxious to talk to anybody Anybody certainly with dashcam footage you know there could be a taxi passing at the area from maybe 6 or half 6, 7 o'clock Boise Street, just off the Boyce Street, Blarney Street, Chandler Street area Gardaí are appealing for witnesses following Uh, and you know words don't do justice to properly what this elderly couple went through clearly their life savings were stolen at knife point both of them were injured by the knife it would appear Uh, the phone lines were caught Paul Byrne says that all of the light bulbs were taken out of the light bulb sockets and uh they were held at knife point, and then, of course, we know of the GoFundMe that was set up by the two paramedics that called. And Mary has now been discharged from the Mercy Hospital. Paddy O'Brien tells me that Jerry will be there for some days to come, and he just does not want to go back to his home in Boyce Street anymore. Pat, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How yeah, you and to that? isn't it? And, and, and in a few days, we'll move on to the next story, and the
9: next well, story, it, and, like, you know? That's it, And and like... Like uh, the, the guards, there isn't enough guards there, right? In, in, uh, that's, that's, that's what I think anyway. There isn't enough guards around to, to cover all the city. They can't be everywhere, go, right? Um, I, I can't understand for the life of me. Like, if there's not enough guards to, to man on streets, why they don't bring the army out on the streets? No, the last time I brought this up in a radio station, in the was being interviewed, and Indy Kinney told the, the presenter to tell me that the army were on reserve for war. I've news for Ireland, and all the the hierarchy that run Ireland, right? Mm. We are at war with forty years on drugs. That's a very good point, Pat. It's a very good and point. And someone has to do something fast. It's 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 not it's not too late, but someone needs to do something fast. I think it's about I how I think it's about how it would look on our streets exactly. to have people exactly. In I'm love. not i not asking him to put them there and keep them there. I'm asking him to put them there, presence. They don't have to arm it. they don't want to, but just keep them there until this, this dies down. Because I, I tell you, Neil, this is all drug-related. They, 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 some people call them the hierarchy of, the, of the, the, the drug laws, they call them, is it? I call them the higher scum. They're, they're hunting the younger to get their money. They need their money. They want their money. And they, these guys breaking into these people I had one more and one more on them.
1: Get the money. Well, we can can talk about that if you wish for a second. Clearly, we don't know that that was the case in the case of the one we're talking about. But we can talk about the reasons why now this may have happened because nobody has been charged yet. Are you saying that a lot of the time this happens and say vulnerable people are targeted? Because firstly, they may, because historically they bank differently. They may have cash at home and that this evil individual wanted the money to pay off a drug debt.
9: I I I would put that down to that. Chart. Yeah
1: yeah. Ninety percent yeah. 90% and that they'll do times, they'll do desperate the things because desperate they desperate
9: things yeah they, they owe they owe measures, money you know?
1: to dangerous people.
8: Yeah
9: yeah. The, the, the people the people they owe money to like they're, they 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 know what they're going to do to them if they don't get the money.
1: Yeah yeah.
9: You know. So target the vulnerable. It's, it's target those them. that
1: potentially might keep money at home.
9: Yeah. Um, and Neil, Neil this this unfortunately this right has come to almost every household in the country, right? Um, yeah. I, I put a nephew into the grave just over a year ago, right? O- over these drug lords, as they call them. They're scum. They're scum. That's all they are. They're scum. And when they go to jail, they're put in to a lovely room. They can watch Sky television. They have all the channels. I don't have that. And they have a business. Yeah. I can't afford that. Yeah. But, like, uh, they, live, they live like lords inside, there, and then they're, they're put out after half their time, yeah, yeah. back out onto the street to repeat what they've done already. This all has to stop if they're caught, when they're caught, or if they're caught, they should be put in above to the barracks, and they should be made, do manual labour for X amount of time until they get it across. But you i wonder how- gain, I wonder how much a
1: po- I wonder how much power a judge would have because the judges are caught by the dictator of the state, aren't they, And the sentencing policies that are handed down by our legislature, sure it's, it's, you know the
9: judge is only human like you
1: and me, you know yeah, but i don't know I don't know that the judge makes any call on early release. The judge might say ten oh, years no, for you I
9: don't think so no no no, no, no one no. goes
1: back to the judge and says, "Your Honor, we're letting yeah. your man out after four you know yeah
9: yeah, yeah, yeah
1: yeah, yeah judge you know I mean? I, I don't mean to overly pry, but was your nephew was your vec- n- nephew uh, uh, Did he have a problem with drugs? Was that what the problem was? He,
9: to, to poor misfortune. He, um, he was he was he was introduced to drugs when he was twenty two years of age, and he poor misfortune. He, he just got addicted, you know, and he he, he lasted ten years, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, like a grand little young player, a, a lovely, lovely, lovely lad.
1: I like it. Yeah, I know that's upsetting for you, Pat. I appreciate yeah, that. I, I think you that's you a you very know. powerful line. You say we have been at war in this country we, we, for forty we,
9: years. We, it's it's not that we've been. We are. We are at war. Wake up! You know these people. These these people that have that have their hands on, on the button, or their fingers on the button of the law. They need to wake up. Yeah. We are at war yeah. every second day of the week. There's cars being pulled over with with boots of the cows the hoods of the cows underneath them full of drugs but if people weren't using then
1: there wouldn't be as many problems and it's, it's almost you can't you, you can't but go it's hypocritical uh, but there's, me, be, me. there's people listening this morning they're tut-tutting it's awful yeah but they're snorting like, coke at the weekends
9: yes I know I know I know that Neil but the, the other side of this is you can't go down to little for the coke it has to come in through customs for you to get it yeah yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. There's well, a lot of questions you, to be asked. But yeah. And there's an army. But can they we do are to anything about this? Yeah. Can we do Where anything about is paying the army, paying the government to pay the army to to, to to look after us. They need to be at customs. They need to be on the street. They need to concentrate on the drug war that's going on in this country. Thanks, And passed. until such time as they have some bit of a grip on us, because they have none. All right. Well, at such time as they have some bit of a grip on us, you're not the going call. to
2: stop. No, and you're going not.
9: to. You're, this, this particular incident will be repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated.
1: and knife crime's out of control. Absolutely. 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 Slowly but surely, it just crept in yeah. and yeah. it was allowed yeah. to fester. And now this is where we're at. You
9: know, to, 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 these performance factions, like got all Like, I, look, my house was broken into years ago, and we saw it out. We got over there. You know, you just didn't feel uh, safe yeah. there we anymore. Sorry?
1: Did you not feel safe there anymore?
9: No, we didn't, no. Once, 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 once your home is breached, you know, you, you, you don't... No. You All know, right. For, no. for your own mental I well-being, you know. I you know, get I get know. I know. Pat, thanks
1: so much for taking the
9: call thank Please, you so much,
1: much obliged. Uh, pick up on that lads, you can whatsapp your text to 0868 pick up the phone on 0818 104,
0: 104 to 106 Red FM this is the Neil Frienderville Show and we are
1: indeed uh, sharing love today, I will be coming back to that horror story regarding Jerry and his sister Mary across the morning, but it's Valentine's Day today, so in spite of the Horror And the um, evilness of some people, others are celebrating love today, it being Valentine's Day and perhaps you're amongst them. So we have lovely prizes for you uh, this morning. So we've got an overnight bed, brunch and bubbles package to give away at the Metropole Hotel for you and your loved one and pair of tickets to see Westlife live at Parky Cueve. So that will be given away between now and midday today. Overnight with brunch and bubbles at the Metropole Hotel. Wonderful, wonderful prize. And tickets for Westlife at Porky Cueve uh, in August of this year. Um, so that's uh, one of the competitions we have for you. Also, just throw into the mix another uh, bit of a, a love story for you, um, Simply Red tickets for Live at the Marquee. So we'll be sharing some more Valentine's stories across the morning, perhaps yours amongst them. Uh, and we have uh, Simply Red tickets to give away Uh, for those stories of love so get texting on those it's WhatsApp only this morning so you're texting by WhatsApp to 0868 104 106 if that wasn't enough for you Shandon Flowers are on board again this Valentine's Day and thank you to Stacey and everybody at Shandon Flowers we have five bouquets of mixed flowers to give away this morning for the love of your life if you're buying flowers today get in touch with Shandon Flowers they support us so we support them on 43915 07. It's still not too late. 439-1507. So all of that and lots more besides. Uh, I'll talk to you more about the competitions in 10 or 15 minutes time. But um, there are other wonderful stories. They're not all stories of doom and gloom or, you know, um, you know horror stories like the Street. There was an event at the weekend um, above uh, in Hennessy's Bar in Mayfield. Uh, actually, I think it was uh, Tuesday. I only heard about it over the weekend. Anyway, Helen's got the backstory to enjoy. By phone. Helen, good morning.
10: Good morning, Neil. How are you?
1: Now, just let us know what happened. Because this, um, this is a popular pub. What happened?
10: It is, it's Hennessy's in Mayfield. Um, thanks for taking the call. Was that the old and Gill there, was it? That's right. Ah, that's I know right. it well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I struggled to find it by Hennessy's myself. But that's the name of it. know habits. it's the Bob and Gill, old yeah. habits. But on Tuesday afternoon my father went into cardiac arrest inside in the bar oh, my God um, at the moment he's doing okay but he was on life support for the last all oh, was fine days. was
1: he just going in for his pint that's his local he
10: was having his his his. his I think he goes twice a week now um, his pint with his friends um, thank God um, and he went into cardiac arrest but the main reason I contacted the show was the person who jumped in straight away was a 16 year old Boy who gave him the cardiac arrest, gave him the CPR, kept him alive until the ambulance crew came. Now, I wasn't aware of this until actually jour day when the ambulance service officers contacted me the weekend to let me know what this young fellow Ross had actually done. Yeah. Yeah. Did they? You know? Did I, I hear just, that they
1: said that if if Ross hadn't intervened, your dad wouldn't have lived? That's
10: right. That's right. Yeah, they wouldn't have been able to do what they could do because time, time is so there. important, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just love to anyone who does CPR, it's just amazing. But it was just that he was 16 years old and his quick thinking just saved my dad's life on Tuesday oh, 16 you know, year old Ross Hennessy
1: joins me That's by phone right. actually hold on a second Ross hi Neil oh my god man it must be hi, an incredible Ross. thing to save a life listen Helen is here that would be um, Thomas's daughter Do you want to hi, Helen.
10: hi Ross. thank you so much from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for everything you did you were absolutely amazing and my dad wouldn't be here today. He is still on a fight, but he wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for your quick thinking. And I'm glad that the ambulance service recognised exactly what you did as well. You know, they were just overwhelmed by you as well. What you do know, you re- thank you from the
1: Yeah, sorry thank
3: do you, you so much. Yeah, do you wanna to respond to that, Ross? I mean it's an amazing thing to save someone's life. Um yeah, we everyone in the bar got a massive fright when it happened on Tuesday and I just my first thought was just to ring the ambulance. And um, on the, when the ambulance were on the phone, then they just they just talk me through what to do and how to do this to how to perform the CPR and and keep them alive while the ambulance were on the way.
1: So are you telling me that you hadn't done a course in CPR? You just followed the instructions on the phone.
3: Yeah. Oh my God! What did they tell you to do? Uh, they just told me where to where to place my hands and how how uh, how often to to press down on his chest. So were you doing that while you were on the phone?
1: Yeah. Oh my God. And what happened next? I mean
3: Um the ambulance came within about five or six minutes. But um he went he went really white during that time so we weren't sure what was what was happening. But you kept going? Yeah.
1: That's incredible. So you were literally pumping his heart trying to keep the blood flowing through his heart keep the oxygen
3: going to his body and his brain and everything yeah and luckily the ambulance came quick enough 5 or 6 minutes
1: were you very frightened were you scared doing it
3: Um, yeah because I I wasn't sure if I was doing it right or what was going on really I was just praying that uh, that Tom would pull through were you doing a bit of work experience at the time in in the pub was it Uh, yeah my god
1: and was there, a, like, was everybody on red alert there? There was other customers there, I assume,
3: yeah? Uh, yeah, they were, they kind of saw it before, before I did because they were nearer to Tom. But uh, I was behind the bar and I just came out and he was on the floor. He, he, uh, he, um fell off his chair and he hit his head off the floor. So I knew it was serious straight away. I would literally go into shock.
1: I wouldn't be able to put one foot in front of the next. Yeah. In fairness to you, like, you really kicked in. Yeah, thank know. God. You know, you really do. And do you know Tom? Yeah. I'm coming he's, a, in. he's a regular, he's a regular in the back. He's a regular. Yeah. Where does he live, Helen? Is he local to the Mayfield? He,
10: he is, he's local. He's in Mayfield himself. He's local. Okay. Where and did the paramedics
1: Yeah, where did the paramedics take take your dad?
10: Um straight to Sea And how is he? He's um he's he's awake, but he's very confused. He doesn't know anything and like the other day he didn't know me but he was able to talk now he's not really able to talk well and he's very confused like one day he thinks he's 100 and then he thinks he's 21 but he knows his name he knows of past memories but he's struggling at the moment but we're just hopeful yeah yeah, yeah. we're just well, hopeful the next couple of days will show a lot that he'll he make that
1: he'll make a full recovery
10: absolutely that's the plan and he's off life support so that's the main that's thing that's
1: brilliant which they yeah.
10: didn't think he would and he has again so he's a fighter,
1: Ross. None of this would be happening if it weren't for you. Absolutely.
10: How not. does that make
3: you yes. feel, Ross? That you saved her dad's um, life? Relief. Just thank God that he's he's uh, getting better. You
1: really kicked in, you know that. In fairness to you, yeah.
10: I uh, would have froze you. myself. I think
1: yeah. You you just panic. You go into shock. Say what do I
10: do?
6: Yeah.
1: Call nine 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 one one two and wait. It's yeah. important, isn't it? CPR is important. Isn't that right, Ross? There's a lot of people who just couldn't do that, um, and perhaps yeah. we, should all, we should all learn.
10: Absolutely. Yeah. In a transition year or something, you know, it's, it's something great to have behind you. Where are you it. going to school, Ross? I personally don't have it.
1: Uh, i
3: going to school in Coleman's in Vermont. You're a big hero down there, I'd say, these days, yeah? Well, I was on work experience at the time, so I'm not sure they know.
10: <laughs> any any idea I'm what you'd like to will. do?
3: Yeah, sorry, go
1: on. yeah,
3: Ellen?
10: No, just sorry, just hopefully they will know what a little hero he is at the moment, you know.
1: Any idea what you'd like to do
3: uh, when school or college is over? Any career path yet? Um, Maybe architecture or something down that route. Fair play to you.
1: Yeah, well, we need architects. We really do. Um, just, just hold on there one second now, because this is an incredibly powerful story, and we're all hopeful that Thomas will make a full recovery, and he's in good hands there. Jaro D is uh, na- is with the National Ambulance Service. Jaro, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you You'll across the story of of Ross and Helen's dad?
11: Uh, absolutely, uh, Neil. Um, it's it's a, an amazing story, and for a sixteen-year-old uh, boy, like got to. To stand up and be counted, and, and take over a thing and, and manage it and manage it quite well um, until the crew started to arrive. Um, it's just amazing. What amazing. difference does and, and
1: that make in the event of a cardiac arrest?
11: Nearly, it makes all the difference. Um, I suppose for every minute that goes by without um, someone you know receiving the treatment they need, their chance to survive drops by ten percent. So every minute every minute so if you were to if you were to take that 6 minutes that it took the ambulance um, to get on scene um, like that 60% chance then he, that's gone, you know so um, oh by God. doing CPR and, and as Ross rightly said there anybody at all can do it um, the emergency call takers will talk excuse me will talk it through it will even time it with you um, and stay on the line the whole time and I suppose look it, it takes a system to save a life and on that day Ross was the very start of that system. It then involved the ambulance service, the Cork City Fire Brigade Cardiac response, the local community first responder volunteers, and then it continues on into the hospital. That's amazing. And, 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 you know, it's just isn't amazing. it true that and a lot of people would freeze though, Jar? You
1: know, you're just going to shock, not knowing what to do. Like Ross, just kicked in.
11: Yeah, some people do need, and unfortunately, when we do get there, if somebody isn't doing CPR the outcome often isn't as good as, as this outcome. Um but in fairness to him, he you know, he, he did it well. Um and his testament now that's uh, And he's a quiet uh, unassuming lad. Well. Ah, fair play. Great great absolutely. family say, yeah, no, We the, from an ambulance service perspective, we absolutely commend him for what he did. Um it's just you know, it is amazing and it, it is. should be noted, you know?
1: Absolutely. He should get some hero award. Do you guys absolutely. do hero awards in the ambulance service? I say you do, do you? Yeah.
11: Uh, we do, um, and we actually have um, uh, something far, far last <laughs> with a, a letter of commendation from the ambulance service. So, so that will be brought up to him, um, and I've been speaking with with his father as well. And we're we're possibly going to roll out a good bit of training in the area for people as well.
1: Yeah, is it is it a thing that could be taught in schools? Perhaps it is already. I think just Helen was mentioning that CPR. Uh,
11: It is, Nelia, It's something that really should be part of the curriculum, but the Irish Heart Foundation are doing a lot of work um, with teaching in schools where they can. Um, And, you know, it's so important because people think they're very young and they can't do it. But there has been cases where, yes, the child is too young to do CPR, but they've actually talked an adult through it. So, you know, it is it's a very important skill, you know, and it's it's available free in most areas. And look, if I was to say, for one Valentine message, it would be to give someone the gift of life, uh, the one that you love, uh, this Valentine's Day, and just look up how to get a CPR course, Irish Heart Foundation, you know, just Google it. It's probably the easiest do You know something, you can Google
1: hours. everything. Now, you can probably Google a YouTube video of how
11: to do CPR at Sajar. You can. You know you what I mean? Maybe. But yeah. Look, yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. at the end of the day, I suppose it's just important that people know that the 99 call taker from the ambulance service will talk you through absolutely everything and then the defibrillator once it's turned on and again there is a common myth out there that you must be trained to use a defibrillator in fact in a lot of cases the training stops when the defibrillator arrives on scene and the reason being is that the defib will then tell you what to do so look it's just so important Yeah, um, that keep, that keep so the
1: awesome. head, stay cool just like Ross did listen, exactly. hold on a second there Ger, if you don't mind, I'm going to come back to you in one second but I just want to let Ross and uh, and Helen go so from the bottom of your heart uh, Helen, to Ross, thank and you for saving my dad's life. Yes.
10: to the ambulance service also, like they were amazing they were there within minutes and for Ger to contact me today was just overwhelming, it was a lovely message from him as well, words, I just want to thank you as well Ger What she did is amazing as well. You're not credited enough.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Well, you know, all in the line of duty, they'll say. But Ross went the extra miles. Ross, well done, pal. You're you're a hero and we don't throw that around lightly. Well done. Thanks, Neil. You're welcome. Take care of yourself, pal. Well. Well, take care. Do stay in touch. Let us know how Dad is, Helen, all right? We
10: will, of course. Thank you so much. Okay, take thank care. You. Cheers take for care. now. Okay. Just before I
1: let you go, Joe, can I just say, um, just thank you so much to colleagues of yours on behalf of everyone in Leaside. I'm referencing there Keith Harrington and Sean Healy, who came to the aid, of course, under tragic circumstances. Sadly, you know, tragic in the sense that they were attacked, but at least they're not, uh, they're not dead. Jerry O'Halloran and Mary, his sister you're you're aware of that story and the GoFundMe that the two lads set up
11: yeah I'm only just I was aware of it on the outskirts Neil um, you know and I saw the, uh, paramedics you know it's something that we we do you know you always go above and beyond where you can to help somebody they must you know, have been
1: very touched though by this story to say that they would set up a GoFundMe that's turning 15 grand now
11: yeah they must have been Neil and you know two, two long spending um, paramedics in Cork as well you know Um, You know, they've been there, done that, and seen a lot. So they must have been really touched by this um, story. Yeah, Yeah,
1: we'll pass on our thanks, will you? Absolutely, absolutely. Cheers, my man. Take care for now, Thanks. as always. Thank you. Jura day with the National Ambulance Service, uh, Ross, the hero, and all those concerned with uh, CPR. Of course, um, if you want to do a course, then I will give out some details before we come off the air. But uh, I don't mean to make light of it. But I imagine that as I'm saying, you can you can learn anything uh, on on YouTube, and there's probably YouTube videos that can make all the difference. I mean. Ross was able to do it down a phone line. So that uh, GoFundMe that we were referencing there regarding Jerry and his sister Mary is at €16,870 euro, and I think that will certainly pass uh, €20,000. It might pass €20,000 by 11 o'clock this morning. If you do want to give, uh, then you just need to get on to GoFundMe.com. Uh, life savings stolen at knife point is the search you're looking for on GoFundMe. Life savings stolen at knife at knife point. Back after the break.
0: Neil's got a new number. Call him now on oh eight one eight
1: one zero four one zero six. All right, a lovely story. Well done to Ross Hennessy from Hennessy's Pub in Mayfield, and thank you, Helen, for coming on air to tell us about your dad, Thomas, and hopefully he will make a one hundred percent recovery. You can get in touch with us this morning. You can WhatsApp your text to oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six, which is exactly what uh, Tom did. He wants to get involved in our conversations this morning. Tom, good morning.
12: Morning, Neil. How are
1: you? I'm good, and here we um, are. Yet another attack on elderly people in this country, and it hurts more when it's here on Lee side. Go ahead.
12: Yeah, yeah, it does of course. It does of course, it but it, it, it's an everyday. It seems to be coming an everyday. It comes now. Like I mean, violent crime and sexual assault like, seem to be the, the norm in this country now. Like and, I think, and Well, it's I certainly getting
1: country. worse, not better. That's for sure. I agree with you there. Yeah
12: 100%, they're getting worse. Like, I mean, uh, we, we've had it like in, in from quite recently in daylight in the middle of the town where, uh, where a very young girl was, was, was sexually assaulted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've had this horrible m- murder, like, kind of like, you know, of uh, actually more Murphy. Yeah. It's, it's it's getting worse from mostly. But the point that I was making to your researcher, like, is that. You said yourself when you were speaking about this, is that not everybody that came from a bad environment ends up a key for a robber. About, I'm
1: talking about the mitigating circumstances that are are uh, introduced into court by, court by defense. Yes,
12: yeah. yes, yes. And the sooner the better their ass cut out and stopped. Because, like, it's, it's disgraceful. It's an insult to people like me. Who came from one of the worst environments ever?
1: I think it can be when it's and used as mitigating circumstances. And I,
12: I, I my, I my, my, my large family of siblings who grew up in abject poverty. We grew up starving with the hunger half the time, often going to bed without a meal and waiting until our aunts came in. Our aunts that were of us worked in the hotels and they might come in at two or three or four o'clock in the morning after doing the washing up before. Our, the, the deal that time was that they would be waitresses at a function, and when the function was over, all the crockery and knives and fox were brought down to a place in the lower road to be washed, and our aunt would go down there to wash them as well. To so the different details, would say care to us, they would call John Finn, that I junk, that they worked for. And then I come in then at about as I say, two, three or four o'clock in the morning with some food that they brought back from the function that they ordered and it wake us up. And that could very well be our first meal for the day.
1: And that food, would that be food that wasn't wasn't used or they had too much of it and didn't serve at all?
12: Yes, 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 yes. Quite good food. <laughs> you know food. It didn't matter to us really like you know, like um, uh, um, uh, the background of where, of where I came from, yeah, or anything yeah, like that. yeah. You didn't uh, ask we, questions we, when you're we, starving. We, we you don't we ask. have got to have something to eat. Yeah. Um, like that's 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 the environment that 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 ten of us were left in, and none of us ever stole anything, or robbed anything, or abused drugs, or like I'm I I'm listening now Even on your own program, there yeah, you're talking about two guys who spent a lot, a lot of time in jail and dealing drugs and selling drugs, stealing stuff, stealing cars, dry riding. They would have turned their around and around, that's not to them. Mm. But I remember you saying that they were brought up in a very bad environment that our father, I think, had deserted a family or something like that, and their mm. mother wasn't too old psychologically. Right? Mm. Yeah? See, and that seems to be. No, but why, you see, sometimes why, why, sometimes why, why, situations why, 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 like
1: that create an environment for that child where they fall into bad company, uh, they're surrounded uh, by criminality, they end up being part of that criminal circle themselves.
12: Yeah, look, listen, the most notorious the most notorious people to ever live in this country, right? were well, the dundon McCarthy faction. Mm. And that exact excuse was used for men about the environment that they were put into. They were put into, which, which, uh, of course, has some foundation. But not, not enough foundation for it to be used as an...
1: Generalised is the thing, you see. It's just yeah. we're hearing it all of the time. It's disrespectful yeah. to people like your good self, who, in spite of the fact that you were always hungry, oh. you never robbed a loaf of bread and went in and stole something no, in a we supermarket. we did not,
12: indeed. Yeah. We, no, we, didn't. We, we, we did not. And I tell you, the only thing that kept us old, the only thing that kept us old. The institutions was the very fact that I just give a little bit of background. One of our aunts that reared us, two of my mother's sisters reared us. Did, you, of did your parents, did,
1: you, did they both pass away when you were young?
12: My twin sisters were 10 years old when our father died. Right? They were born on the 5th of February 1950, uh, 1953, and he died on the 15th of February 1953, which means he'll be 69 years dead tomorrow.
1: Heart attack, was it?
12: No, probably cancer, we don't really know. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, probably cancer. Um, The eldest in the family of 10 was 19. Our brother, Dan, who just passed away quite recently. And as I said, the youngest are 10 years old, then our mother died in 1956. Three Um, years later, yeah. 22nd of April, 1956. And two of (laughs) our aunts, I of my mother's sisters reared us. But one of my aunts that reared us was a deserted wife herself, and at that time there was no such thing as uh, single parents alone, or any stereo at all. So she, of her five children were taken off of her. The boy was put into Greenmount Industrial School, and the took all of us into an orphanage below and cove, or the, some kind of place. Below Against cove, her wishes anyway. now, yeah? Of course against so our wishes, yeah. but she had no she had no base so there was just no argument for it. They were just taken off of her. She lived here, she lived she lived in the centre of the city at the time across from the Berwick Fountain. And then um, my father took her over there because she she was being evicted out of there with her two eldest children who were over sixteen. I could not be and took us to a at the time. Mm. So when I came to Alton, parish priest, a civil servant, and a out and called to our door at 62 St. Mary's Towers in Gould Street to take away the youngest of us. There was 10 and kids, also, was,
1: there, was that what you said, Tom? Huh?
12: There was 10 there, but... There would, have been, there would have been six under the age of 16, Thank which you. means okay. that there would have been okay. six of us who would have gone to the ages, Sorry, there would have been seven of us under seven, uh, 16 who would have gone to the institutions. Right? But who ants flew in the face of propriety and defied the parish priest and defied the civil servant and said, No, you're not taking them? We the are. Was this
1: an unannounced
12: visit, was it? Oh, quite unannounced, yeah. They just turned up at the door as they used to do at the time. I mean, these people were the law in terms of they were the law. They were the law at the time. The priest was the law, not not the judges.
1: And you don't think that they were motivated by any kind of goodness for the welfare of the children that they would. Not
12: at all, not at all. So, what what, what, what goodness? They they won't send them into the hands of paedophiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean what, what, what goodness could be uh, could, could motivate them? to send sending them to be tortured, to be beaten, and to be raped. Yeah. That's what they were doing. And your aunt said and I mean, no. Don't 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 tell me that this particular parish priest didn't know what was going on inside the institution because they were all so sick of listening to that that they didn't that they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know quite well what was going on. Yeah. Their own. 'cause they're owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But our aunts wouldn't allow this. And our aunts our our, our aunts were attacked and so attacked in the
10: in,
12: in our area after. They were read out in the pulpit because they couldn't pay their Jews. This is the treatment they
1: got off the Catholic Church. Did the church did priests in Catholic churches read people's names out if they didn't have money to put into the yes, yes. collection box?
12: Yes. they read out, out their names. To the pulpit. They go into the pulpit and they read out the names. They read out the names. You see, we had two houses. Where our fathers, our, our parents' house was sixty-two St Mary's Towers on Gould Street, but our grandmother's house was in St Finbarr's Towers. That's where we were all born. Was in my grandmother's house, and uh, that's a different story. But they and would read. Out,
1: would they read out the names of those
12: that didn't have the money, it, or they just it, read it, out the ones? Just, that's just what I'm going to tell you Thank now. You. Okay. That, yeah. yeah. The Jews will be read out, and it will come to Christina Lonergan, who was our aunt, 62 cent mails, tell us nothing. Right? Then it will come to Angela Murray, 28, St. Finbar's, tell us, Greenmount, nothing. This is what was read out. Isn't that shocking? As if these, as if these poor women weren't going through enough already to have this done to them. And I suppose other to poor families
1: it. then who didn't have it, something else would sacrifice so that they could put money into the collection that just,
12: that so that their Jones names Rose wouldn't Book be read
1: out over the pulpit and wouldn't, they wouldn't be mortified by it.
12: Yeah, No. You see, what you must also understand is that our two aunts, our two aunts reared us on an orphan's pension. But Chrissy herself, Chrissy herself, no Chrissy one of our aunts, had no income whatsoever until she reached seventy years of age and uh, which by the time we were all reared and got the oldest pension. Kind of, yeah. She was like she she but They she must have had
1: all oh, I know that your lives were very tough, but your aunt's lives must have been beyond tough as well. I mean they must they must have been as as hungry and as cold
8: <laughs>
12: No, uh, the funny, the funny thing is, the the funny thing is, there were beautifully happy women. There were lovely women, uh, lovely women who who actually loved, who loved us dearly and uh, treated us with kindnessly. Like, and I, I actually never saw them depressed or down or anything else like. And they were always real, raised a good side, like kind of, you know. They were just lovely women.
1: And when the parish priest and the civil servant and the local sergeant called and they refused to hand over the underage
12: children, what mm-hmm. happened What happened next? What happened next was uh, there was one or two other attempts made for to, to take us off, but they failed, they failed as well, and uh, our hands were done to us. And... You'd be you'd be
1: starving with the hunger all day, day in, day out, going to school Many you,
12: days, not every you? day no. not every day no. We weren't hungry every day. But there were plenty of days that we were hungry. There were the
1: lean times and you probably knew the days when it would be extra difficult to get something to eat. You go to school oh, and,
12: yeah, but yeah. you see Monday wouldn't be too bad because they'd be able to go to the pond with something or other like, so there'd be a few bob on Monday like uh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um And there was no assistance
1: but, uh, or anything. Nobody called with with hampers or you
12: know, not bags tall, of coal or turf. Print. No, no, no. No. the only, the only saving, the only saving grace. Like you often hear about, hear about how good neighbours were back then. Like the neighbours back then, they, they, they tried to stop their children from playing with us. Like and they're like, they're not, so like don't, uh, don't tell me about that one at all. Like we had one neighbour, a, a, a lady who lived, and our husband who lived four days w four doors away from our house in St. Mary's terrace. And every Christmas she bring down, she'd send down a couple of geese, two geese, and a bag of vegetables including potatoes, carrots and turnips, stuff like that. Because she came from a farming background yeah, herself. But and her no, husband, what about
1: Santa Claus
12: though? Well, They done the best they could like anyway, maybe got a water pistol or Look, we weren't any different than most people I know, time. but in I, Afalan- I, can't, I Afalan- can't get out of in my head, in head in I Afalan- know you
1: weren't listening this isn't a poor me story, it's not you're just stating the facts, but I can't get out of my head that it, you're starving with the hunger waiting for 2 o'clock in the morning to somebody come in the door for the uh, food that wasn't uh, eaten in uh, at hotel.
12: 4 uh, funny, thing, funny thing is, you see you, you can't get out of your head but it's quite not, it was normal for us you know, I mean, we, we, that's that's what we knew, like kind of. You know, I mean, no, we don't have a chip on our shoulder. All no, I know that. Oh, game.
1: listen, I get that vibe from you, hundred percent. Yeah, but I mean, the, yeah. your original point was the days of the broken homes excuse are long gone. There was many raised in poverty, many were starving, oh, and they yeah. ended, never never yeah. ended up in criminality because of it.
12: With, look, with, with the exception of one of my, with the exception of one of my brothers. Who, who who wasn't lucky enough to have uh, from his way to have children, but he was he was like a second father to all us. We all reared nine of us reared good families. Fair play. And families and what happened with your really aunts, well,
8: what, happened
12: your really aunt's well what happened to your aunt's now. Kids
1: that were taken, you know, the lad who went to to Green Mountain and another to Cove. How did they, did they turn out all right?
12: They, they turned they turned out extremely well. Michael Michael Gobby Musculton. Him, when he came out of the industrial school at sixteen, he worked here in Cork in the Millies and things like that till he was eighteen and then he went to England where he spent the rest of his life. And his two sisters done the same thing when they came out at sixteen, they worked in Johnny Lane's and places like that till they were eighteen and they went to England. Johnny Lane's, spent Lanes the chickens, rest is that Johnny Lane's Chickens? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um their older sister Mary and their older brother Billy had already gone to England. Yeah, so many uh, Mary days. later went to Australia. They're all dead now, like with yeah. same um, yeah. They all live very good lives and real good families. What well, the pillars of society. You know, I mean, they do done learning around despite their environment. And if anyone had anything to have a chip, they're so sure lucky Michael, who spent like probably six years in that industrial school on in Greenmount you know the stories about that I don't have to go into no, that no we know, I know the that's abuse I there do. yeah I do well and I don't know that, that I know
1: it one, better than that
12: that was anyone one that was that was there. the most violent ones of the whole like. it was horrific it was you know it was. So, so like it's, it's time it's time it's time now that we stop. We, we, we stopped using this as an excuse like and it's time that the shall industry don't accept them. as an excuse.
1: And true enough. And let, let's also, although we have done already, remember your two wonderful strong aunts, wonderful women they were.
12: Brilliant, fantastic. So listen, they, they they made us what we they made us what we are. They made us what we are. I have three children myself. I have one son living with me. My other son is in an, an extremely good job and. They, HSE his wife is a teacher and did you did you
1: share your life story with your kids of
12: course I did yeah they know exactly where I the uh, the environment that I came from yeah of course I did yeah why wouldn't they that's important I I wanted them to see where I came from
1: and to see where they are and where they're going now yeah on the, sho- oh, yeah. on the shoulders yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah. your parents, and then your aunts, and your brothers, and your sisters. Yeah, yeah, okay.
12: Well, okay. I was lucky. My, my children are good children, and they didn't need any too much direction. They got all the direction they needed, but they didn't need too much. So, good anyway like no, I know, enough. I know. Listen,
1: uh, Tom. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much for coming on air. No problem. All right. Thank you. Okay. It's time to. It's time right. for reflection. Actually, and where we've come from, and where we're going. You can get involved in the conversation, you have a story to share actually and people do from time to time, really heart rending stories like Tom's, you can always email neil at redfm.ie
0: The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM uh, A little
1: later this morning I'll return to the story of Jerry O'Halloran and his uh, sister Mary, uh, who are clearly very, very traumatised regarding the ordeal that happened to him in Jerry's home on Boyce Street yesterday morning. It's Valentine's Day lads and you know we had, you know, the idea on friday when we're putting together monday's program would have been stories of love and i don't want the morning to go without at least giving it some kind of tlc love and attention so thanks to everybody who did get in touch we have a lot of different gifts and prizes to give away after 11 this morning but a huge amount of texts have come in with people sharing their own love stories my wife gave me a 50 on our first official date i hitched from west cork to the city We'd no mobile phones back then, so I had to phone her house from a pay phone. Her mam said she was in Dublin. To be honest, I'd have done the same. She was at Paul McGrath's testimonial. <laughs> you gave her a second chance. <laughs> Which was good of you. Uh, I wonder would you consider my beautiful daughter-in-law for one of your bouquets of flowers and Shandon flowers. My son Gary Condren and Melanie Adamson O'Gorman got engaged in November, but with restrictions and high COVID numbers, they couldn't have a party. But they're having the party at the weekend, celebrating. Flowers would be lovely for the weekend. That's in it. That's from um, Gary's ma'am, Linda. I uh, hope the party went well. I met my lovely husband thirty-seven years ago at a disco. A disco. I was in Bandon and he was in Cork. I came from a. Traveller family... And his were a settled family. People said we wouldn't last five months. But we're married 36 years. We have three kids, eight grandchildren and couldn't be happier. My husband was so kind and loving. He'd do anything for us. My husband's name is Philip. I don't know your name, but you got a great husband there and I'm sure he has a great wife. Um, I'm with my husband since 15. That's 25 years ago. Life has thrown up many, many challenges throughout the years, including one of our little ones, having been diagnosed with a brain tumour, uh, who now is, thank God, great. Five years ago, February 14th, my husband handed me my Valentine's card while he drove me to a psychiatric hospital. I've never had mental health issues, but all that changed on the run-up to Valentine's from me. My husband's words to me that day as he handed me the card was, take all the time you need, love. I'll be here waiting for you. Oh, I get the shivers reading that out. Over a month later, I came home and he helped me to improve every day, and now I'm fully recovered. He worked as a frontline worker throughout COVID. He's my angel on this earth. I'd love to win a prize as a new memory made for us on Valentines. We got, through, we got through everything and would get through everything together. Because together we are unbreakable. Powerful text, Lorraine. Thank you for it. I met my partner at the chicken inn inside the market. I was with my friend dying with a hangover. the best place to be I suppose with a hangover (laughs) picking out chickens he saw me at my worst and was still attracted to me then he started messaging me afterwards and the rest is history nearly six years later on (laughs) I I met my beloved outside the local post office the day before uh, his photo had been in the Echo What's the echo for? I said to him, "They put anyone's picture in the paper these days." When I came out of the post office, he was waiting for me, and he asked me out. At the time, I said, "Sure, I will." Yeah, why not? He's the most wonderful man, and so loving. As I had been in an abusive marriage beforehand, so it was just super to meet him. And there's many more like that. And I'll jump in and out of them between now and midday and do it, give it the best love and attention as we can. Although Seamus, my very own Seamus, was out onto the streets of Cork on Friday to find out how people were planning to spend their Valentines, asking them very personal questions like how romantic they were, stuff like that.
7: herself is there
9: now we just got a new car during the week so hopefully that should do her <laughs> there might be flowers there in the booth and she opens it during the week uh, It's our first year actually yeah. so we've been together six months so probably go to the beach have a bit of food or something yep. You don't have any surprises for him, now? I
7: small <laughs> surprise, nothing crazy.
12: <laughs>
7: yeah, no. listen to me. We have
13: celebrated it many, many years. Yeah, yeah. But my wife
12: reminded me the other day, I write about some chapters and stuff. So uh, there'll be something done. Yeah, there'll be something. So we're a long time married. Now, how many years have we been married, Rita?
4: Fifty-seven years. So. so is he romantic? Oh, very romantic. <laughs> <laughs>
9: so, no, uh, when, he's,
4: when he's reminded, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
9: like
14: all, like all men, so uh, we're from Kinsale you know. So. And
4: was it a dance hall down west
7: for
14: you? It was in, you a, in a
4: scheme. In a, what, did they have the, dance hall oh, in a scheme? You, they
7: came
14: they they from all, all over the country. One,
7: a different cork in oh, from you everywhere couldn't, you couldn't get in one there. One of the best dance halls uh, uh, in its time.
12: Yeah. All the big bands that would play there, you know, the the, the Dixies, the Royal Shobhan, Brendan Boy. Uh, they wouldn't, you're too young to
14: remember the men would line up here and you're trying to pick a girl line line. running late now too, the last answer so looking across the way so head over and...
4: <laughs> and, the, and the parish priest wasn't there with his ruler was he? <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> no to, to, well, I think the I
13: always say there's three in, there's three in Mineral Dancing. you remember that there's there's him
9: and her and uh, the Holy Trinity
14: in the middle
15: I'm spending it with my uh, fiance.
4: and how would he celebrate it? what do you normally do?
15: we normally either go out for a meal or we stay in and order something just together, the two of us well we do have some hearts up in our room don't we? Yep. in our kitchen so that's probably as far as we'll go though
4: yeah and oh, what about yourself? You're going to be sending a few Valentine's cards?
7: Yeah, I got a present from my friend in this bag.
4: Wow. Yeah. And is it going to be a surprise? Are they going to know it's coming from you? Or... They
15: know it's coming from me. It's <laughs> not, not an
4: anonymous Valentine's for us. No, no it's not.
12: <laughs> We're planning going out for dinner on Monday uh, and a few gifts. It's it's small nice. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Small gift.
4: <laughs> and is he very romantic? Yeah.
5: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, he is. He's the right level. I feel like I don't like too much, but he's like a good level of romantic.
1: Love is all that I can give to
8: you. Love. Oh. <laughs> I am
6: Yeah, we, we, we've come up from uh, Tralee, so we're going to stay here for the weekend. So we are celebrating, yeah. Oh. So the, he's a bit of an old romantic, so is he? Um... Well, Yes, his moments. The
16: glorious
4: relief, man, it couldn't go wrong. She was lovely and fair, like a rose of Come that summer. Hand. Yet it was yeah. not her beauty alone that would be,
10: Who was the truth.
1: That's an incredible song. Every time I hear it from the very first day, it's a love song. It's a song of breakup, I know, but... It's a profession of love at the same time. There's a lot of love for Sinead O'Connor this morning because isn't it amazing the twists and turns in this life path that we all take? Um, you know, she was due to kick off uh, certainly a US tour, starting out in New York in April and then doing all of America and then coming home and doing a lot of concerts in Ireland and then off around the world. I think she was uh, going back to America again, then a second time. She was in Nashville and then, of course, her son passes away at the age of 17 Shane uh, and she announced overnight that there will be no more singing there will never be anything to sing about again that's just so so tragic um Sinead O'Connor nothing compares to you I think um you know if she were to perform it would be a difficult song for her to sing without thinking of her beautiful son Shane actually talking of beautiful sons my own beautiful son celebrates his birthday today happy birthday Luke he's one in a million he's one in a billion he's a great kid and he's far from a kid now but happy birthday pal have a great day today. We'll pick it up after 11. Can I just say you guys continue to steal the show with me year in, year out. Your generosity, your kindness, um, the fact that you feel people's pain um, and react accordingly when the time's needed. And this was one of those, of course, for uh, Jerry O'Halloran and his sister, Mary. Um, I imagine that that GoFundMe would have passed 20,000 by 11 o'clock and it has. It's just gone past 20,000. Um, and will continue to grow, I'd imagine. And if you want to give, it's GoFundMe.com and you're searching in GoFundMe for life savings stolen at knife point. That and lots more besides after 11.
0: New year, new number for Neil.
1: Okay, we started this morning with that dreadful, dreadful story um, of an evil person who broke into Jerry O'Halloran's home on Boyce Street. Uh, his sister Mary then called and she obviously then uh, got involved in the trauma. 83-year-old Mary and uh, robbed of their life savings and then both of them uh, held at knife point. And we know the story because we went through it earlier on and many people are very traumatized themselves and upset for the family and we chatted with uh, some neighbors in the area as well wonderful people now Mary is out of hospital clearly very very upset and uh, very worried and Jerry is still in hospital and I hear that uh, he is very slow to want to go back into his home on Boyce's street we were chatting with some neighbors of uh, theirs earlier on this morning saying how wonderful they all are Jerry and indeed, uh, and indeed, Mary. I want to pick up on that in a few minutes' time, just to get an update as to how everybody's doing. So we'll pick up on that after the break.
0: Text the Neil Prenderville show now. Oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Red
1: FM. And uh, Mary O'Halloran joins me uh, on air. Sister of uh, Jerry, who's still in hospital. Mary, good morning.
13: Good morning. Hi.
1: Everybody's absolutely heartbroken for you and your brother. Yes. How are you, Mary?
13: Not too bad. You know? This. I'm a bit shaky yeah. I, know. I know I know I'm just getting trying to get over it now
1: I know and what? thank you for coming on air it's not easy considering what you that's went
13: through that's all right how is Jerry? oh he's not too bad I, I was there uh, down there I when to go to see what way he was yeah but I you know that I won't be let into the world like yeah
1: no he's in good hands
13: yeah he is no but he don't want to go back to boys' Street I know
1: I know. I he think wanted he
13: wanted to go back to his house.
1: I think no. he wanted out of boys the street for a while, didn't he?
13: Yeah, he did. For, he's uh, in for that transfer for, for eight years.
1: Was he not happy there for a long time? No. No,
13: he wasn't. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but, but, uh, but he was all right,
1: and, uh, and
13: he just came up. No, he wasn't too bad.
1: And no. I don't want you to relive the trauma if you don't want to but I'm going to ask you nonetheless you don't have to go into any details but what happened yesterday?
13: I tell you now, Um I, uh, I, I goes up to him every Saturday morning and Sunday morning I uh, has a couple of things ready for his home help when she comes Right No? Yeah And um, uh, my brother came out and he opened the slide door for his home help. No? Yeah and and um he never see the fella at the corner, and he he came up and he he sh- shoved in the door, yeah, as my brother went in and sat on the corner of the big like yeah uh, and uh, he uh, he uh, w- was waiting for the his home health. his home had come about half years
1: he had the door open for her 'cause she was Jew yeah
13: yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. and um and uh, he uh, I was trying to open the door there as I get the taxi every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Yeah. And uh, I go the taxi and the, even the taxi driver said to me, the lights are on in, in the porch and Jerry never has the lights on in the porch. No? Yeah. yeah. And and uh, he, uh, I couldn't, uh, I had the key, he gave me a key uh, to open the door. Of course. No. Yeah. And, uh, and, I I had that key all the time, and I couldn't uh, open the door. And I yeah, uh, I showed him to Jerry to say he was something wrong. To so see to so say get get the guard. To so say for what? To so say I'm getting attacked here, no? And he was very uh, shaking. No. And when I went, he the fellow didn't open the door and he let me in and he shoved me in. No, see I want all your money. He took uh, he took uh, 800 on my brother and he took 1,000 on me. I know, no? I know, I know. So?
1: And he had a big knife, I think, did he?
13: Yeah, he had a big knife with uh, a blade on it. Yeah. No? Because he uh, cut the corner of my, uh, my uh, finger there, but it didn't much like
1: no. I, I know, but still... No.
13: Though. I know,
1: I know. And he, no. had cut, he had cut the phone and I believe...
13: Yeah, so he cut the phone and he took all the bulbs down, no? And he had everything around the place. He took all my brothers out of the of the and no? all.
1: He ransacked all the drawers as well?
13: Yeah, you? all the drawers and all, no?
1: Oh my no? God, Almighty! What an
13: awesome
6: thing
1: to happen! Did he stay long?
13: Well, he was nearly an hour there.
1: An hour going through the house?
13: Yeah, because uh, we, we didn't we didn't want to give him the money, no. Uh, and he he was there. Uh, he had the knife up to us, up to our throats, no. Oh my so, God! And, and, we couldn't do nothing, no?
1: you were trying to get him out of the house without giving it to him but at some stage you must have realized yeah, the only I thing was to give no no so he took the money and literally just ran away
13: ran away then and his home help there was coming in and she phoned the girl say. yeah and
1: he yeah. had a, he had a ha- he had some kind of a cap and a mask on yeah he? he
13: had a cap a black cap and he had a black mask and he had um, a navy uh, navy there top
1: uh, no. Well done. You you really got a good description. I mean, you couldn't see his face, but at least you were and, able uh, to tell the guards what he was doing. And
13: wearing. then he had um, a, a great uh, uh, track
1: No. That's a good description, Mary.
13: Yeah, no.
1: No. In spite of what you were going through, you were able to remember how he looked and what he was wearing. And, yeah. And, and, no. and probably what he said. I
13: know. No. All right.
1: I know. Listen, everybody. everybody's thinking about you and I everybody's know, thinking yeah. about Jerry. Know. you know, yeah. that you make a, a full recovery that, you know, that you'll get over this, you know. I mean, yeah. you're, you're 83 years old, although you're a sprightly... 84. Eight, eight, 84. You're a sprightly woman for 84, yeah. in fairness I'll be, be
13: 85 now in se- September. No? And I look after my sister here as
1: well. No? I know. I know. Nobody should have to go through this, you know, particularly the older, the vulnerable. I
13: know, yeah.
1: And you're very, you're very close, the three of you as well, I'm told.
13: Oh, yeah.
1: Always looking out for each other.
13: Yeah, no.
1: Hopefully the guards will catch this character and take him out of circulation. It's very important.
13: Yeah. And you're
1: probably aware that the people of Cork are collecting money for you and for Jerry.
13: All right, thank
1: you. So you won't be needing any few, Bob, anytime soon. People are being very generous. Yeah, thanks very much. Over €20,000, €21,000 so far.
13: All right,
1: thanks. Mary, look after yourself, all right? I
13: will, and thanks for And Mary. it's not
1: easy to come on air, so thank you for that. It's a different I know.
13: thing to do. Thanks for helping me.
1: He? No. Not at all. And will you help also tell not. Jerry that everybody's thinking of him as well?
13: Yeah, I will. I like right. to see him. All you right? You right?
0: Thanks, Mary. All okay.
13: right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye.
0: Calling Red FM Studio? Call the new number 0818
1: uh, you see, uh, the National Dairy Council this morning are telling us that um, it's no longer oysters or artichokes. I don't know how in the name of God they ever, anyone ever thought that artichokes were even romantic in the first place. But oysters, yeah, the aphrodisiac of love. They're taking a back seat. The Na- National Dairy Council is saying that it's actually cream, as in strawberries and cream, and cheese. Well, well, they, well they would, I suppose. For many years, people thought that cheese gave you nightmares. I never had any problem with the cheese. I love it. So they're saying, really, that the old uh, oysters have now been replaced. Placed by the cheese fondue as the food of love. So if you're doing nothing else today, maybe you might drag out that fondue set you got as a wedding present all those years back and start fonduing some cheese, followed by um, whipped cream with strawberries, by all accounts. Can I just say, prize-wise today, we have an overnight stay at the Metropole. Wonderful hotel. They invested millions in it. It's absolutely gleaming. So overnight at the Metropole with brunch and bubbles, as in champagne painy bubbles at the Metropole. Plus, a pair of tickets to see West Westlife even, at Porky Cueve, live at Porky Cueve in August. So that's one of our big prizes today. So what I want you to do to win that prize, or at least get in with a chance to win it, is as soon as you can, because I need to finish this by midday today, is to WhatsApp your text of love to me. All right, Your love note, what you would say to your loved one today. Something nice and kind. So your love note, I only want a few lines now, just a few lines, nothing extensive or expansive, just a few lines on your note of love. So WhatsApp that, please, uh, to 86 your love note to your lover, partner, husband, wife, whatever the case may be. WhatsApp that to 86 I'll take all of the notes then, or at least Kira and Seamus will. And sometime between now and midday, very close to midday, I'm going to call one of you. But you've got to answer your phone. And you must not say hello. You must not say hi. You must not say what. You can either say or sing. But you can say the words if you like. Hello, my love. (laughs) Hello, my love. Or if you want, you could sing it. Hello, my love. That kind of thing, all right? So, hello, my love, or hello, my love. If you don't do that, I'll say thank you very much. Happy Valentine's. Move on to the next call. All right. So that's the deal there. Meanwhile, we have other prizes to give away, including tickets for Simply Red Live at the Marquee in June. Great to have the Marquee back. Looking forward to it. We also have five bouquets of the most beautiful assorted flowers from Stacey as Shandon flowers to give away again this year for Valentine's. So we'll be throwing the phone lines open for that giving them away on air uh, between now and midday. And you can book uh, flowers today from Shannon Flowers on 4391507. And finally then, as an extra added bonus we have an invite for two people for the Cork Culinary Tour. Compliments of Bonner Travel. This is a big prize, um, and you literally go around on a food tour around the city, uh, and I'll tell you more about that throughout the course of the week. So we've got that to give away as well, and I'll tell you how you can book it if you like the uh, culinary experience on Side. So, enough of me. To the phone lines we go and we squeeze in as much as we can between now and midday today. Anne, good morning.
6: Good morning, Nate.
1: Now, Anne, I know your husband has sadly passed away, That's but you're right, but story of love after 61 years married
6: yeah I'll
1: yeah. where did you
6: meet? Monkstone Pier.
1: how are you doing there? do you live down there?
6: well I'm from Monkstone yeah we were I was delivering books he was working on the Fitzpatrick launches that used to come to Monkstone to collect the Irish steel workers
1: right he was working on the launch yeah
6: yeah and uh, I was asked by a neighbour to ha- give the books to somebody on the boat for a woman in Cove who was found amongst amongst somebody living in Cove and I went on to the fair with the books and I said will you give them to Bill Jevons for his wife <laughs> and the bloke turned around to Stan and that's history <laughs> did he ask you out? I was three weeks off my 14th birthday
1: you were way too young to be asked out <laughs> or maybe 61, 62 years ago you could ask yeah. a 14
6: year old I don't know yeah <laughs> I was uh, with four children two beautiful children and I was 79 yesterday well
1: happy birthday for yesterday
6: thank you Niamh and
1: where did you rear the family did you stay down in the harbour oh,
6: yeah oh yeah all my life we were living amongst them we were living with my parents for 8 years after getting married with three children there, wonderful parents, I had need, and then we bought our own ho- house in Monkstown, and we're still in it. Ah, well, I'm still in it. That's so lovely. And my dad now.
1: And you must miss him like crazy.
6: Oh, terrible, terrible. Very lonely, need. I
1: know, I know. Very, when, very
6: lonely. How long has he gone? Three years next month, the of next month. I know.
1: I yeah. know, I know. Life can be cruel, can't it, when Horribly, you're so in love and so happy? Horrible, and was horrible. And he, was
6: he great to you on Valentine's oh, Day? Well, yeah, he was. He was very good. Yeah. He wasn't. He went loads and loads of holidays, indeed. Yeah.
1: Would he? Would he be a man for the flowers or the chocolates or anything like that?
6: Well, he, he won't, yeah. He had good, uh, and used to buy a lovely Christmas present, jewellery and things like that. Was
1: so. he very romantic?
6: He was, in his own way. Better ups and downs, ah, sure, don't
1: that, we? Alfred, all do yeah, yeah, the odd do- yeah, detour here and nice. there, yeah, the odd cul de sac you were to reverse out of.
6: Oh, <laughs> because well, we, we spent a lot of time in the cul de sac in
1: The old snog.
6: There was no, no else to go. <laughs> where would you go?
1: Where would you go on a date down there? Probably, I know you go to the monks, Inn in or the Inn. I you or... could go to
6: pub stand. Where would Wait, you go? Then?
1: Was there any? Was there a dance hall and passage or anything?
6: No, we just go to the Crystal and Carrigaline.
1: Into Carrigaline or right. Crystal
6: Ballroom Day, the buses just come down from town.
1: And are all the family reared now, Anne?
6: They are. The eldest lad knows here, paid to my sitting room.
1: Ah, he's good to his mammy.
6: He is a good lad. Yeah, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. But no, no bouquet of flowers or box of chocolates or. Well, any...
6: I did yesterday for my birthday. Got loads of presents and phone calls from my daughter in England that are. Twin grandchildren. I know,
1: I know. I'd love to give you a bouquet of flowers. Oh,
6: thank you so much. Would you
1: have room for them?
6: I will. <laughs> I find room.
1: <laughs> Would you please find, please, some space on the table or maybe up on the mantelpiece or something like that? Uh,
6: maybe so. Yeah.
1: Sixty-one years, and I, I suppose know. there isn't. You dig- get
6: that for murder.
1: that's about six life sentences (laughs)
6: well
1: listen Uh, thanks for sharing your lovely story happy birthday for yesterday thank you and I'm delighted you have a wonderful family around you I have. have. thanks a million take care care. all the best from old love if you like from long love you know, I mean, don't mean to be disrespectful in any way, shape, or form, but because they were, they've already got a, f- a couple of years under their belt already, I'm referring to Valerie and Jerry. Lovely story to share for you. Let's get the back one because this only happened over the weekend. Valerie, good morning. Hi,
2: boy, yeah.
1: Are you there, Jerry? Hello. All Hi. right. Who, who's, Gary, the big, who's the. Is it Gary? Sorry, it says Gary. Story. Gary S- yeah. Sorry about that, pal. Gary Maguire. Are, are both of you out in Palafihan? We are indeed, yeah. Uh, and who's the Man you fan? Both of us. Who's the bigger fan? Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> we we agree. Was, <laughs> birth- <laughs> birth- was, was there a birthday as well at the weekend or something? Probably birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. So, how long are you together? Uh, 22 years. Oh, I be darned. 22 yeah. years. Since we were yeah. 16. So, three it took a long time to get to the proposal,
8: didn't it? I did. How She's come? Overdue, Yeah. I don't know. But busy life, I suppose. Yeah. Just, yeah busy, busy life. Kids came yeah. along. Kids came along. House came along. We do everything backwards. <laughs> Is that right, Valerie? <laughs> it's, yeah, yes
5: <it's> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Better late than never. So what happened at the weekend?
8: Go on, Val. Oh, yeah.
6: No, um, so we were we were going to Manchester we got let down for tickets on the Tuesday thankfully a friend got tickets for us our flight was supposed to be going out at 9 o'clock on Friday morning got cancelled we'd go down the 26th flight so Gary told me afterwards that we were doing the Man United Tour and he's going to propose so we could enjoy our weekend but so anyway we had a great time in Manchester and then we did a tour on the Sunday and he proposed as we were, we were walking up the tunnel onto the pitch
8: <laughs> how did that
6: Getting happen out-
1: like, what, what did he say how did he do it
8: I tell you now, I tell you what happened, we, uh, so we arrived at Old Trafford and we queued up for our stuff and I asked the girl at the desk because I said I wanted to propose, uh, what, 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 how can, can, is it okay to do this? And they said, look, you'll have to speak to your tour guide. So we went way up into the museum, walked around and we were called out for our, our tour, went down, met the tour guide, we brought, he brought us to the first part of the stadium and as he was speaking and he left everybody left to go to the second part I stopped and I talked to him and asked him was. he goes look he goes where would you like to do it I goes I'm not too sure he goes has it been done before he says yeah people do it in the dugouts in the tunnel in the dressing rooms so he goes I goes look I goes I'm not too sure he goes look I'll have, a, I'll have a word with my colleague so he had a word with his colleague and we met in the dressing room he goes next stop is the tunnel because uh, if you want to line up at the tunnel, because we do the home side and the away side, and we 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 uh, walk out and and you can propose. <laughs> now so the we kids were a, with you, weren't they, Casey and Zach? Casey and Zach were with us. Yeah, they were. They lining up the, in the head of us as the captains, and we actually went out by the fifth. Oh, they knew. Did were they just keeping it quiet. No, the kids didn't know. It all. Did kids didn't know. It all. No, my, my, my young fella went ring shopping with me and kept it a secret. I was had good. a half an idea so. He, he did. Uh, <laughs> so Valerie went out to record us coming out of the tunnel, and just as we were getting out of the tunnel, I went down on on one knee <laughs> and proposed, <laughs> and she said yes. You it can was relieved as well. <laughs> were you worried she <laughs> mightn't say yes? No, 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 no. Did you no, get a it's shock just Valerie? A of the build-up.
13: Yeah, I didn't expect it at all. It not nice
5: there, place, no. Actually. Huh? Pitchside. It was a nice place to do, it, though,
8: Pitchside. Oh, In my God, because, yeah, it's
1: such a beautiful place, because you share... I mean, obviously, you're over and back quite a bit, are you? Uh, no, not really,
13: actually. We used to go uh, for... We kids, but we didn't go since, because they were too young to bring
1: really Ah, kids, it's but... very romantic, isn't it? And the kids and everything there. You must have been over the moon. Yeah, we got yeah, lovely photos,
8: so, though, and everything. I brilliant. see
1: the photograph the you. <laughs> So all yeah. the planning starts now for the big day. She's already oh,
8: stressed about it.
5: I'm not but I don't anything
8: like
5: that now, so Why did you leave Gary
8: do it? He seems to be very good I'd, at organising I will. I'll have for long, you <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's a you great better. story. And I suppose all the, fam- both families must have been over the moon delighted.
8: Oh, for yeah. the grandparents, parents are delighted for us. <laughs> As I you say it, it was a long time It was a long time coming. You got there
1: in the end. Uh, yeah. Listen, so birthday greetings, happy birthday for the weekend, and congratulations on the engagement at Old Trafford. Thank Thanks you. very much. Hang in there, all right? I, I'm certainly there's certainly a bouquet of flowers in that one, Gary, for Valerie, isn't there?
8: Yeah, definitely. I say uh, oh, definitely,
1: definitely. And we'll see what else we might be able to rustle up, depending on other calls between now and midday. But congratulations to you both. Thanks. Regards to you and us, the kids, Zach and Casey. And come back and let us know the big date, will you? We will of course. call. Thanks very much. much.
8: Good luck. Cheers, Cheers. again. Bye In reference bye to your bye.
1: Valentine stories, I met my wife on an online dating website. It was a blind date when we first met. We went for a drink and it just kicked off. The chemistry was flying back to the original bar we went to a few years later on anniversary. And I proposed there. She knew nothing about it. I had all the waiters and the bar staff informed before we even went for a meal. She nearly fell off the chair. Thankfully, she said yes. Makes all the difference, I suppose. Thank God it was it was with my mother's old engagement ring that I proposed. It made it extra special. We're happily married years later, it was a match made in heaven. Morning, just wanted to share a story of how I met my husband. I was on a weekend trip to Puerto Rico in the US. We met at a bar and he always says it was love at first sight. We spent the whole weekend together and he dropped me back to the airport. I thought I'd never see him again, but I asked if we could connect on Facebook. He got embarrassed and said yes. When I saw his Facebook page, he had a post about the first night we met on it, that he had just met his future. wife. She saw this on Facebook. We're now married, living in Ireland, and together 10 years with two kids. Carlos is a fab husband and a fab dad to our girls. That's a great story. Stories are terrific. I met my first... Oh, I nearly said my, met my first husband. It says, I first met my husband a big difference. See how one word can make a world of difference? In 1997, at a 21st in Dunlop's Social Club back in the day God, I did a lot of 21st there He put his arm around me and said Hey, how you doing? Just like Joey and friends. We arranged to meet the next day, but because he was 16 and I was 19, I decided to stand him up. Why? Well, he wasn't having any of it and rang me and said Are you going to meet me or what? I was so taken aback, I said, "Okay." we met the following day, and I'm so glad I did, as we've been inseparable since. He was in fifth year in school, and I was finished a year in college. (laughs) He used to call me, used to call to my house for his lunch, and because he was in his uniform, (laughs) I used to make sure that no one would see him coming and going. (laughs) We're married now, 11 years, with a wonderful son, and still very much in love great story thank you for that back after the break with more tales of love
0: this is the neil prenderville show tweet the show at neil red FM. 104 to 106 red fm
1: so whatsapp text your love note to 86 106 just a few lines on your loved one what you would say to him or to her something nice and kind and lovey-dovey text that love note now WhatsApp 86 8104 106 I'm going to call one of them back. If I call you, don't say hello, don't say hi. Say or sing, hello my love. Like, hello my love. Or, hello my love. Enough of me, you know what to do and I'll make that call. And we've got overnight bed, brunch and bubbles at the Metropole Hotel and tickets to see Westlife live at Porky Cueve in August. So, I was chatting on Friday's programme with Paul. Okay, who was going on his first date in 41 years, and he was meeting Mar- Marion at the Maryborough Hotel. They met online, apparently, over the weekend. Of course, um, well, they had the date on Friday. More on that from Paul in a few minutes' time. But over the weekend, I got a lovely email came in from Marion herself. She says, "I've been online dating for years, and I haven't, uh, and to say I haven't had much luck over the years is an understatement. I've been stood up." messed around strung along you name it and this venture into the world of Facebook dating was my last hurrah so to speak I was feeling a bit jaded and disillusioned and ready to give up the whole thing now um, Marion didn't want to come on the air it's just not our thing I appreciate that but she did get in touch she said then along came Paul I could tell st- Straight away that he was a gentleman. I could read the sincerity in his words. I'm a straightforward person myself and could tell he was honest and clear in his interest, which was very refreshing for me after all these online games I was used to over the years. He sent me his Facebook info, reinforcing I reciprocated. We started talking on Messenger and then on the phone. It came clear to me that I must meet this kind, caring, special man. And when he told me he had booked us into the Maryborough House for dinner, I felt doubly blessed and the luckiest girl in the world to meet this man and that he wanted to go all out in this effort and expense to take me on a date. When he told me he was going on the radio, I nearly died because I'm more of a stay in the background kind of person, if you know what I mean. But When I heard Paul's chat with you, it melted my heart. I didn't want to be on air today as it's not my thing, but just wanted to write a few words to say how grateful I am to have met him and how much I thoroughly enjoyed our date. He made such an effort for our date He was so handsome in his suit. What a first impression. And of course, a gentleman from start to finish. We connected straight away. He's a romantic. He wears his heart on his sleeve. We're both hopeful that something beautiful come out of this first date. And I can't tell you how happy that makes me feel. The company was so special. The meal was. And not only did he give me a huge bouquet of flowers, but he also brought along a beautiful single rose and a Valentine's card for Monday. Thank you so much, by the way, for the offer. Offer of flowers on your show. You're so kind, but as you can see, Paul had it covered. And all I brought him were some Valentine cupcakes. But they were made with love. Paul clearly is old school gentleman, a rare find. And I really appreciate that about him and feel so blessed to know him. It's my turn It's my turn next time now, Neil. Although I don't know how I'm going to top the first date. I'm thinking of booking a meal in the photo hotel and going for a walk in photo gardens afterwards. Or maybe take him to Bunny's with a romantic walk on Fountainstown Beach. Not sure yet, but I want to spoil him right back. He deserves it. Uh, wish us luck, Neil. Not that I think we'll need it. I think we deserve to have some love and happiness in our lives. And I intend to do my bit to make this special man as happy as he makes me going forward. One date at a time, if he will let me. If he will let me. Now, thanks for reading this, says Marion. Let's find out if he will let her. Paul, good morning. Good
17: morning, good morning.
1: It sounds to me as if you played a blinder, pal. Oh, jeez, oh, wow. Just, uh... Hang on a second, just like Friday, that's a shocking phone line. Can you move around a bit if you can?
17: I'll move around a little
1: bit, yes. All right, and maybe shout, bellow. Uh, okay, how's that? Anyway, will your letter take you on the next date to maybe Bonnie Canellan's and a walk on Fountainstown Beach?
17: Well, we, we could do, yeah, but um, I'm meeting about half now in Inchadonny. <laughs> I, I arranged to meet with Inchadonny today. How did Friday night go? Uh, it didn't go to plan. I, I had my own plans, but um, I, I planned to actually, uh, get there first, which I thought I did. Give her the flowers Chocolates Which I'll let her still In the back of my car The single ones And then literally We're to put a music on And dance in the car park But
1: You, you were going to what In the car park?
17: Have a dance in the car park
1: <laughs> <laughs> And was she there before you?
17: She was there before me Oh it. <laughs> oh it. Were you late Or was she early? I was, I was 40 minutes early <laughs> I had so the she song like, picked out and everything. And, yep, it just um, yeah, she was just there a lot earlier than me. She
0: was there an hour
17: before you. <laughs> oh, probably,
1: yeah. Oh my god, she said such lovely things about you. You're not mortified.
17: Oh, she wouldn't tell me what she what she wrote in, but ah, uh, yeah, it, it's really nice. It's amazing, Basically, isn't it? Yeah, we were holding hands all night, and people were looking at us and we holding hands over the table. It ah, just didn't
1: care. When you she click You care. click pal Ain't nothing you can do About that And I saw the photographs You both looked A million dollars You carry that suit Well in fairness to you Oh thank you
17: very much
1: <laughs> That's a great night Oh my god So It looks as if um, You guys are an item What do you think
17: I've, I've told I'm in it For the long term Not the short term Oh, my God, that's fantastic. And it's like,
1: I mean, you know, the trepidation of it, because she had gone through so much online with messers and, you know, and just people, you know, the way it is in the online world. And, of course, you were married for so, so long. And I think it was only a couple of years ago your wife passed away, wasn't yeah, it?
17: Yeah, I was married for 36 years, and she passed away nearly two years ago, yeah. And she and you not want me to carry on anyway. So she, I was going to
1: say she, that to you. She probably would want you to be happy. She would, she would. I know she would. I'm glad it went so well for you, in spite of the nerves and everything.
17: Uh, it's more nerve being on the radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I just wanted to catch up to make sure that everything went according to plan. And certainly, Marion is well impressed. Well impressed.
17: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be seeing her in about half an hour time and give her a big hug again. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What does she call you? Like, old school gentleman. That's a lovely thing to say, isn't it? I've never been
17: called an old school gentleman before.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, enjoy the beach walk and listen, do stay in touch. It's great that you guys managed to hook up and it's all working out so well. Love at first sight, kid. Love at first
17: sight.
1: (laughs) Lovely catching up again. Mind yourself, Paul, and Marion as well. Delighted for you. you Cheers, pal. Take care. Take care. Um, That's a lovely story. It really and truly is, and I know he's got all the flowers sorted. I know it didn't ideally go according to plan. It wasn't for the want of trying. I mean, he turned up forty minutes early just to make sure he got there first. But Marion. Uh, was one step ahead of him so maybe the next date maybe the, fo- the photo date could involve a dance in the car park and don't forget the flowers anyway keep those stories of love coming we were out or at least Nikki Anderson was out over the weekend as well uh, checking in with people just hearing people's plans as to how they were going to spend Valentine's and you know it's not always just about throwing loads of money at it have a listen to this plans for
15: Valentine's Day no, I just treat it like it every other day because I'm single and romance is dead.
14: You know what, I had a bit of a break this year, so I think I'll just be meeting the girls and we'll do it a bit of a, a Galentine's. Is that what you call it? It falls on a Monday, so I
16: think I'm going to be working, um, but we'll probably go for dinner or get a takeaway. Pretty chill. <laughs> lockdown put a stop to many things including for a lot of us our love lives
15: the periods that i was single um it's kind of nice to have your own space but then after a while it's just a bit too much you know you just get bored of your own company being in a relationship over lockdown was extremely tough for in my case because we lived on opposite end of the country so I mean I just spent months without seeing him so it's definitely a test in a relationship we live two and a half hours away from each other so lockdown was terrible Um, but we did a lot of like Disney watch parties and Netflix watch parties kind of broke the lockdown rules, probably shouldn't have, kind of later into the
14: pandemic. Well, I was in a relationship in lockdown. I'm no longer in said relationship, but there was ups and downs because obviously the distance, if we were living in separate counties in the 5K, it just made it that little bit more difficult. Do you know what I mean?
16: Being single in lockdown isn't really any different, to be honest. Maybe on more dating apps. Whether your Valentine's this year is your partner, a relative, or even your pet, it's always nice to give and receive gifts from the ones we love. I
15: would love flowers on Valentine's Day without having to drop hints that I'd like
14: flowers on <laughs> Valentine's Day. don't know if I like flowers and chocolates and stuff like that. Kind of a more, I don't know, like buy me a pint, buy me a coffee, bring me for dinner kind of guy. So I think if you bought me dinner, I'd be fairly happy. Happy, happy belly, happy heart, isn't that right? I like to give or get flowers like on
15: a Sunday or on a Monday morning or a Friday evening. Like I don't think they they should be special or kept to only be given on like Valentine's Day. So I often find that I don't like a material gift. I prefer like an experience or like something to do or somewhere to go much better as a gift that you can spend that time together and you can make the memories.
16: Now that the APM curfew is gone, these people are hopeful for many more dates in the coming months.
15: Now that the curfew is lifted, am I hopeful to go on more dates? Absolutely. Yeah except the dates aren't coming in, but I'm absolutely down for them, yeah one of, yeah. there's nothing worse than trying to go on a date with those restrictions, no I'm actually not, hopeful I'll get off some more dates yeah I think I'd prefer like a day date rather than going out for drinks or something
14: you know people weren't going out as much and they weren't finished work and people would be able to have a few more jars and get a bit more confident and be able to actually approach it like a normal kind of night out, like They'd be able to say, "Oh, I fancy a bit of him." I walk up to him at night and I, I would ask him, "Does he want to buy me a drink?"
15: I mean, it felt like a waste of money and a waste of makeup to go out at six o'clock to come home home at eight. So definitely, date night will become more frequent now again.
16: And for all those who are still looking for love, this Cork man who is happily married for 46 years to his beautiful wife told me the secret to love. So, for you, what do you think the secret to love is? I think the uh, secret in
9: love is uh, you have to be with a person for a while. And I was with my wife now for a good few years before we got married. So I knew she was for me and she knew I was for her. That's the secret, that we weren't going to separate when we when we married. So she passed away, see, and I go to see her every day. So I think the secret is that, um, first of all, you have to be with a person for a while. And, you know, their goods and their bads. And if we accept that, and they accept it, and believe it or not, a mother, we should see me. I had no care at the time. She wants to fill it with it. It's the rough 16-carol outside the door. I was an nanny guy from the north side, see, she from the south side. But I said to the wife, see... She says, I don't care, she
16: says,
9: you are So that's the secret, I think.
16: Do you think there is a thing with the different age groups that, you know, maybe an older kind of age group are more inclined to kind of fix what they have instead of walk yeah, away from it?
9: Yes, I think so. I think um, when I got married in 1970, everyone that I knew that time stayed with the person they married, whether they had good times or bad times, because they married for life.
1: Married for life is right. Uh, lovely, lovely stories there. And also some great texts. So I went to the pub in town and saw a lovely girl looking at me. Um, so I was looking at her as well, as well. She was on her own for ages. So I was going to head over just before a fella walked to her. She was kind of given out. So I thought she knew I was coming. So she was trying to get him away. Go away, there's a guy coming. Over. Go away, go away, go away. I went to hold her hand to be cool, trying to save her from this guy. So, uh, So I said, come on, love, we have to go. Trying to get the fella to leave. But I didn't know it was her fella. So I ended up getting a punch. But she killed him for hitting me. And now we have two kids. (laughs) Worth the punch, I suppose. That's my news, says Jason. Thank you. I'm with my wife 30 years. When I first met her, I was talking to her outside a chipper. I was so involved chatting her up. I, I ate most of her chips without knowing it. Then I asked if I could walk her home. She said yes. But first, I'd like to get a bag of chips. Only then I'd realised I'd eaten all of hers. Tell me about it. Uh, My now wife came up to me 35 years ago when I was uh, playing in Grand's Pub on Washington Street during the jazz weekend. Can I have your straw hat, she says. Now I spotted the opportunity straight away and said that I'd need the hat till at least Tuesday but that I'd call her and drop it off if she fancied going for a drink we got married two years later and it's still going strong I love these quirky ones met my lovely husband 37 years ago I did that one, that was the disco abandon met my husband across the dance floor but not in the normal way we were working in security I was being verbally abused by a customer and he came running to my defence and he's been looking after me ever since (laughs) two beautiful children and 14 years later he's still my everything He's my everything, says Amy and Steve in Blackrock. There's a whole show, there's a few shows in. How I met my boyfriend, how I met my girlfriend, how I met my partner, I can tell you that for nothing. Let me go back to the Thanks phone lines. Valentine's Debbie, good Day morning. morning.
5: Hi, Hi, how are you? Now,
1: what do you reckon to this? Can you beat any of
5: those stories? Well, I don't
1: know about beat them, but join them anyway. All right,
5: go for it. I met my husband when I was 15 um, in a cigar factory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Please tell me you were working there Or he was working there Or someone was working
5: yes, there Yes, we were both working there
1: Yeah, so So you met him
5: over the cigar roller, was it? Well, I made the cigars and he packed them Where was that? <laughs> that was in Kona. Was there? Is there a cigar factory in
1: Conor or is it long gone?
5: There was It, it moved to Tello and then it's gone now altogether
1: and How long did you work there? I mean, Did you start out of school or what?
5: I did, I left school early and started there. Um I'd say Jesus, I can't remember how long it lasted now. <laughs> what kind of cigars? Every type. Every type.
1: Did you smoke 'em as well as roll 'em? No. No? No, 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 no.
5: I wouldn't be able for that now. <laughs> no, but that's oh. how we met. And like did, you, did he did ask he you 16. out, chat you up or what? Um he kinda he was calling to my house all the time with my friend and oh. I was too young to understand it why he was calling if you know what I mean I thought he was interested in my friend and not me that's
1: always the way isn't it you just misread the signs
5: (laughs) yeah and then when we got together I I told my parents he was actually going out with my friend Uh, and not me why'd you do that because I was so young and he he was five years older than me
1: You were 15 he was 20
5: yeah and then we told my parents he was only 18 when they found out we were going together (laughs) And then six months later, it was his twenty-first. Oh so, my
0: God! What
1: did your folks <laughs> make of that then?
5: <laughs> Do you know what my dad is from? Um, originally from where he's from, and he asked um, about his parents and stuff, and he said, "Yeah, your grand so drive on."
1: To <laughs> get married, then and have kids, or what?
5: We did. We got um, we got engaged about six months into us, um, and we got married ten years on the day, and we have four kids.
1: Where'd you go after the cigar factory?
5: Um did I go back to school? I did go back to school. <laughs> yeah, I went back
1: to school. Oh my god. And what have you guys did he get you get anything nice today?
5: Not yet. I don't think he will though. We're not really, sweetie <laughs> We're not that romantic. What?
1: No yeah. flowers, no chocolates, no, no last roll
5: no waste of money, waste of money. The flowers die. What he does every day is enough.
1: Alright, <laughs> Well listen, in spite of all of that, happy Valentine's Day, alright?
5: Thank you very
1: much. Cheers. Take care. All right. Let's do this, lads. Let's do this. So if you answer your phone and you say hi or you say hello or anything like that, I don't want to know. You've got to say, hello, my love. Or if you want to sing, hello, my love, I will give you an overnight bed brunch and bubbles package for the Metropole Hotel and a pair of tickets for Westlife at Parky Queen. Answer the phone first. Hello, my love. Ah, oh, Lillian, well done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do it again. Sing it loud. <laughs>
13: Hello, my love. Hello,
1: my love. It's right. Fair play to you. Fair play to you. Do you, know, you know what that means? Yes. I'm getting flowers. You're getting a lot more than that. I'm going to give you a bouquet of flowers from Shandon Flowers. I'm going to give you an overnight in the Metropole. I assume assume you have a better half or a worse half to bring with you.
8: Oh, I have him. Yes, I have him.
1: What's his name? Kieran. Is he in the Naval Service? He's at sea, is he? He is, yeah. He's away now with the mum, but
8: he
7: is, yeah. We're both in the Naval Service. Oh, both of you. Is that how you met? Yeah, I went up to do a fitness test and he failed me that day was
1: he doing the BMI is it? yes yes he
7: was yeah I was absolutely mortified
1: <laughs> so how would you ever find him attractive if he you failed your BMI
7: <laughs> well I, I pass him now all the time
1: <laughs> <laughs> but in spite of that you fell in love right
7: we did, we fell in love, yeah. And 12 years later, we've a little girl and we're still happy out.
1: Hello, my love is right.
7: We're sailing into the sunset still. Quite
1: literally sailing into the sunset. Yes. Go out there and put manners on those Russians, will you? Oh my God, I know,
7: it's crazy.
1: But anyway, listen, we won't worry about that for now. We have bed, brunch, bubbles. Do you like a little glass of bubbly?
9: Oh, I love it, love it. Do you like West Westlife. Love them Oh my Love god them.
1: Two tickets for Westlife At Parky Cueve as well Alright
0: Oh my god Neil Thank you so What a day
1: Thank you Well done Lillian Love the name incidentally Happy Valentine's Day happy,
16: happy Valentine's Day Neil Thank you Bye Thanks for listening To this Red FM podcast Don't forget to subscribe And check out Redextra.ie For more great Red FM content